Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bigfoot Club. Robert Jesse Dominguez, Ash Tucker, Chris Collins, Stephen Robert Dominguez. Believe in us. Believe in Bigfoot Club because we are too sweet. Hey, everybody. Bigfoot Club, I'm your host Robert Dominguez, season two, episode 17. How you guys doing? Uh, with me today is uh, Ash and Chris. What's up, guys? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. What's up? <laughs> I'm doing, doing a fantastic. How's the, how's the quarantine going for, for you guys? It, it really hasn't been any different. Other than I can't go and sit down. Well, now we can. We can go sit down at restaurants, but I kind of just have been doing my thing that I've been doing the whole time. Nice. Yeah. And work. We. I mean, obviously, we've been. Yeah, we've, we've been working. We've so been working, like, working like a dog. Working like a dog. Like a dog. Hey, um, I'm really excited today. We have we have two guests. We we initially we we're only going to have one, but now we have two. Um, Brad. Brad Freeman and Lauren Gonzalez with Texas Paranormal Expeditions of DFW. Welcome, Hello. guys. Hey. Thank you guys for getting us on this. Man. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for coming. Very <clears throat> honored. Um, I, know, I know we've been talking like off show for a while to get you on. And I know timing wise and because um, I know I know you're busy and, you know, doing other stuff. And you actually been because uh, uh, Brad and, and Lauren are both. Um, on with me and Penn Texas for Facebook. And so <clears throat> you guys are moderating it for me now. Moderate us. So I know, I know I've, ha- I've handed you a bunch of cases in the past. Oh so, yeah. So, um, very, very, very good cases at that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very good. And we can, we can, we can, we can get down there. I mean, we can talk about that later on, but, uh, but I just wanted to get, you know, the listeners listening that, that we, We've we we talk a lot, and I've been trying to get you on for a while, and uh, think timing wise and schedule wise, we finally got it. Yeah, we were finally. talking about it before we even started it. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, six months, seven months. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. So, so yeah. And you've been talking about it for like a year. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even remember when you started talking about it. Yeah, it's it's been it's been some time, but um. It goes by fast. Well, the time the time has come. Yeah, look where you are now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to get started on on both of you guys on how, how what got you into paranormal. I mean, Brad, we can we can go with you and then Lauren. Um. So growing up, you know, I um, I started my little life in in West Texas in Odessa. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is pretty much an empath and. Um, you know, she wasn't like a practicing one where she went out and did it, but she saw spirits and mm-hmm. I would react, I would react to them when I was a, a baby. You yeah. Know? I don't remember it because it was so long ago, but, um, 
she would tell me stories about it. And, at, you know, growing up, we'd be in the pool at my grandfather's house and the whole family. And we're just talking about mm-hmm. UFO stories and things like that. And it really interests me. And as I grew up, my mom had a friend, a couple of friends. Um, one was a Wiccan. And she actually would babysit my brothers and I. Mm-hmm. And her, her son and I got to be pretty close, whatever. And his mom played with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she didn't do it like, hey, I just bought this at Walmart. Let's see what we can do. You know, she right. actually knew how to work a Ouija board. Yeah, as a tool, not yeah. just like a, right. a toy. And so okay. I, learned, I learned how to do that. Um, and then... There was another a guy that lived down the road from us, which was friends with my mother, and we would go down there and hang out, and you know we'd play with their kids, and he was a medium psychic, and so he taught me a lot of things too. It was really cool, um, and I grew up in River Oak, so there's a place down there called Camp Carter mm-hmm. in that area. Um, if you're familiar with kind of about the Lake Worth Dam and all that. Well, yeah, yeah. Rumor was back then there were devil worshipers. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, we were kids and, you know, nothing could stop us. Right. So You were you were like bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two friends that lived on this road, which mm-hmm. was yell. So the back of their houses in the backyard mm-hmm. led down a, a little ledge. And you walk down the ledge, across the street, you're you're in Camp Carter Inspiration Point area. Um, so we all got together, spent the night. Um, I think there was four or five of us. We are about 13. Mm-hmm. Had a babysitter. She fell asleep. We got our axes and our little BB guns and stuff like that. And we <laughs> took off down there, man, uh, probably about midnight. And we came across some... Uh, um, pentagrams made out of rocks with candles at each point with the fire that had been smoldering still. Wow. Um, it was real uneasy. It was real foggy. and But it was really fun. You mm-hmm. know, had my had my adrenaline pumping. Well, we go down this trail and there's a stable. How, how old were you whenever this happened? 13, okay. 12 or 13. Okay. Uh, we weren't driving yet. Um, and we passed this little stable and there's about 20 to 30 horses, something like that. And we noticed it, you know, we noticed the horses Mm -hmm. and probably about 30 minutes later, we're down on this trail by the Trinity river and it's a very narrow trail. Um, and we hear this like thumping, thundering noise Mm -hmm. and my friend yelled stampede. Mm -hmm. So it's either go to the right and jump in the river, mm-hmm. go to the left, jump in the briar, or grab on a tree or something. Yeah. So I grabbed up <clears> on this <throat> little tree, and we got stampeded by all of those horses. And what? it was the craziest thing. And I took, still to this day, I can't explain it. It was locked, right? The, the gate was locked? The gate was chain locked. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. um, mm. it, it was just nuts. And so from there on, it kicked me up a little bit more. Um, then I had a, a friend die and I wanted to know a little bit more about death. Mm. So I started the Ouija board stuff again, mm-hmm. the, the right way, the right way. 
you know, as a tool, not a game. Right. Um, Because there's so much stigma on that. Well, I got into that by myself, you know, and I went and I went and got a job at a funeral home. Mm -hmm. And I actually was going to be a funeral director. Well, I used to help dress the bodies, things like that, because I wanted to know. So I was always having cemetery access, um, you know, always had access to that. Wow. And I felt comfortable. Like, I wasn't scared of it. People were like, how, how could you do that? You know, I would drive bodies in a little van to mm-hmm. Oklahoma to different funeral homes, pick them up from the airport, take them to the airport. Yeah. Just different things. And it was just like a normal job to me. And, you know, um, I joined another group. I was like, I wonder if there's groups out there. And how would you be able to, you know, how do you do that? Right. This was around 2000. 2001, 2002. Okay. And then we started going out, you know, in the stockyards and Fort Worth which is a hell's half acre if you ever look into that. And, you know, we would just investigate and it was really fun. Well, they dissipated. I did some, you know, by myself because you didn't have social media and stuff back then. Right. And as social media came up, you know, there wasn't really anything going on. So I just did it by myself here and there. Yeah. Read, research, learn more, um, and just kept feeding my brain. And then I got with you. Right. Um, I told you I wanted to either join a group or start a group. But right. my main goal was to start a group. And I joined a group that you referred to me. It was a group, but it wasn't it wasn't what I was looking for. You know, I was looking for something else. You know, and I, I kind of sensed that with you too. Whenever, yeah. whenever you first, whenever you first reached out to me, I said, "Okay, I go, all right, well, see how this goes." And it was pretty cool. And, and you know, to, and to I'm not knocking anything. Right, right, right. It's it's not a negative right. blow at anybody. Yeah. Everybody's got their own right. method. Everybody does it for some reason. Yeah. And my reason happens to be, I'm still searching, soul searching. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I want to know more. There's so much more out there, and I want to know all about it. Right. So what's the best way to do it? Dive into it. Right. But at the same time, I want to help people. Mm-hmm. And yes. I want to help people understand what it is. Because that's, that's what that's what kind of drove me to, you know, to get in, in association with you. And so I kind, of, I kind of sensed it, and I really loved it. So, sorry, go ahead. And it's like people think being human being is like a habit, you know? Yeah. We have this tunnel vision of what life is when actually it's something bigger than we think. Right. But we're all brainwashed and programmed to be like, okay, TV, go to my job. Yeah. You know, just whenever there's so much thing, so many more things out there to do, Mm -hmm. you know, money doesn't matter. None of that stuff. It's the soul and, you know, like the Hinduism, Hindus, they knew, they knew all about it, you know, it's balancing the mind and, and being one with the earth and all that. So it's just always interests me, and I know I'll never find the answer probably. Right. But it sure is fun, and yeah. it's enjoyable. to keep searching for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is enjoyable. You, you know, Brad. One one thing that I find really interesting is when you say that you you're constantly seeking uh, uh, answers or or knowledge or whatever that yourself, and I, I love that because you also follow that up with you want to help other people, but you want to be as knowledgeable as you can be. So that way, when somebody comes to you, you're not just blah, 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 Adam. You actually have something 
you know, informational and, and, and knowledgeable to give them. So uh, I appreciate you saying that you want to help people, but I appreciate the fact that you do your homework. You, you, you study, you, you still learn to this day and you said you'll continuously learn. That's, that's huge. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, that's my number one goal. Um, because we all need to figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially now in the times that we're living now. Yeah. Things um, are, things are different and crazy. People are so out of touch and it's time to bring and get back in touch. I think a lot of people have gotten into the systematic aspect of whatever they've been shoehorned into in their lives and they get comfortable and it's easier, you know, I mean, discovering that sort well, of thing. Well, people, it's not yeah, easy. people are afraid of the, people are afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. People are afraid of the unknown. They're so afraid of the unknown that they don't want to even learn. You know, they don't even want to go there. So they just sit back in their little bubbles. And again, with all this, you know, and I know we don't talk about it per se on the show, but all this quarantine stuff is just pushing everybody away from everybody even more. Yeah. So, you know, and then we're, we're all at home watching all this hate on TV and yeah. getting exactly. filled up and everybody's emotions and they're not talking. They're not talking with logic. They're right. talking with hate and anger. Yeah. And like I was Absolutely. telling somebody yesterday on Facebook that I was debating, hate doesn't cure hate. Yeah. Hate breeds hate. Yeah. So, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm, I'm going to go out there. You know, that's a totally different subject, and I'm getting right. off. off it's right. okay. Let's not it's go right. there. No, but it, it all too. ties in. It, yeah. it all it all ties in. It, it sure does. does. <clears throat> Lauren, you want to – how you got started in paranormal? You wanna, oh, goodness. Um, well, I've been seeing spirits since I was a kid. You might you might want to yeah, yeah get I've been seeing spirit since can, I was a kid. Yeah, why don't you make and, yourself at home? Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> Thanks. Um, my dad was gifted. My mother was, but she refused to acknowledge it, and she was yeah. in total fear of it. But dad taught me most of everything. Is your is your father still alive? No, he's gone. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry to hear that. He's with me. Um, but yeah, he told me. And taught me most of everything. Um, I remember we wrote a, I wrote a book about my mother. She's also moved on okay. um, recently. And one of the stories was me getting out of my crib all the time. And mm. they would say, how did you get out? I said, the, the lady let me out. She lifted me out of my crib. Damn it, Grandma. <laughs> That's what it was. It was my grandma. <laughs> it was just a guess. But, you know, if I were to, like, to guess, you know, Grandma's like, well, let that baby do what she wants to do. Right. She would get me out. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Dad was a dowser, and he went around. He, he, he was a very earthy person. And all the... He does. He, he did the rod. The oh, rod. Yeah. oh, okay. He was called okay. out to go all over and. And why she's saying that? She just gave me an awesome pair of dowsing rods, and yes, that's I my did. next thing that I'm gonna learn how to do because nice. I have not I done it yet. Somewhere. I'm gonna work on, that. on it. I was but, looking. I don't know where it is. Um, we would go and lay out and on the ground, and he'd let, he said, "Now listen and listen mm-hmm. to the earth." Right. And we would do really awesome things like that. So I grew up with that. Um, in my 20s and 30s, I'd have a few friends. We dabbled a little bit into things when I was in high school. Yeah. Ouija boards, things like that. I had a bad experience, had a couple of really good experiences. And uh, then I found a couple of girls um, and two of my sisters. 
And we started investigating our own. No real equipment other than recordings and just mm-hmm. going and our senses. We had our senses. But uh, I've only, I, that was my thing. That was, and I sold myself short a few weeks ago. I said it was been around 10 or 15 years, but I think it's been close to like in the mid-90s is when we started wow. doing that. Um, and just a year or so ago, two years ago, um, I investigated, started investigating with a group. And then that led me to meet Brad. That was, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. How did, how did you guys, I mean, I, I know, I know you guys met yeah. through this other group, Correct. but, um, <clears throat> you guys didn't know each other before joining that group. No, right? no, the funny thing about it is, okay, so I had this thought in my head and I told you that before I joined Pentex yeah. and I knew it was something I was going to do. I just didn't know how fast and usually the best things at work is spontaneous, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this is. I just was like. Yeah, so the great group and everything, but it's not what I'm looking it's, for. Yeah, it wasn't. For so, me. on our way down to Ballinger, I said, uh, "Well, how would you feel if I started my own group? Would you want to, you know, join? You you can do both if you'd like." Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, let's let's do that." And let's do you this. know, I wasn't trying to like steal people from no. anything. Yeah. But you know, in my group, in our group, uh, we I always say, if you want to go investigate. With anybody, you go investigate with anybody you want to. Right, right. That, that, that's not a problem. But just don't. Let's not bring anything out about our group and what we're doing because we have a lot of privacy. Right. You know. Yeah. With our goals clients. that we yes. we try to keep with our clients. So, right. And I definitely mm-hmm. yeah, don't want people talking about that. that. That's definitely understandable. I mean, when we had our team, we did a lot more like commercial spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, usually people that wanted us to say that it was haunted for, right. you know, business purposes because mostly because, you know, we didn't know if we could trust everybody to keep someone's secret information. And plus, a lot of times, you know, that was back in oh, 2005 through 2009. Yeah. And that's when all the shows and stuff started popping off. So mm-hmm. most of the most of the residential calls we got were bunk or just people wanting to be on TV because oh, we're yeah. in network with taps and stuff. But yeah. You know, that was definitely one of the big concerns. It's like either, A, people are just wanting people to come and hang out at their house and invite their friends over and whatever. Or, B, it's like, it's kind of personal. It's uncomfortable a lot of times when we make exceptions or we was when children were involved. Yeah. Or you could really tell that people Mm -hmm. just really needed help. For sure. Yeah, anytime anytime Pentax has got any kind of kid call, we would would bump them up. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a priority. Get them... First deal, first come, you know, and so that was that was one of Penn Texas's deals on that one. So um, I was going to ask you when this other when you had this when you're in this other group, and I, I won't harp on this too too much longer, but I I could tell when this this other gentleman when I would like give him because like before you formed a group, I was giving him cases, right, and like he would jump on them, and then sometimes he wouldn't, and like he wouldn't. So oh, yeah, I reached out to him, and that you know that was it. I said, okay, did you reach out to him again, or did you? Right. Said, no, they haven't called me back. So, um, so that's whenever you formed, I said, hey, I'm gonna start sending some stuff to your way, because that at the time I didn't I didn't have the manpower, I didn't have the equipment, so I said, hey, do you want you want this? He go, yeah. Give it to me, and then I gave it to you, and you would like respond right away and say, "Hey, 
uh, I got in contact with him. Uh, we're going to be, uh, be out there Saturday. We're going to be doing this. I said, great. I said, you don't have to give me details. Yeah. Just, just let me know you took care of them. That's all I want to know. And you go, okay. So that's one thing I really, really loved about you and about your group and how you guys just jumped on stuff. And, um, and this, you know, cause like Penn Texas is like the same as yours is we, we want to educate, we want to help and, and if people are reaching out to us, like uh, like to me or you, mm-hmm. we're we're their last straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we you know we got to help people, and that's exactly. that's that's yeah. the goal. So and a lot of these people are you know they want answers and they want to shouldn't feel like a prisoner in your own home. Mm-mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So the best thing to do is get it, figure it out. Let's get to a conclusion and yeah, get comfortable. Right. And that's what we do. You know, more often than not, in residential places we found practical reasons why these people were feeling that way. Like, you know, one house that we called the demon house because that's what they thought was going on. Mm-hmm. Bad wiring is yeah. all it was. And yeah. it was their, mm-hmm. their child was in a new addition and like his clock radio and his, the fluorescent lights in his bedroom. It's like, it's surprisingly <laughs> that he's not having seizures. Right. Wow. And just, we debunked all this stuff and they've had to come, had another team come in before us and just, scared the crap out of them and mm-hmm. you know and then later on whenever we found practical reasons for all this it's like they were just like so relieved it's like okay that's something yeah. we can fix and yeah how many how many times have we talked about that on this show about how number one you want to give the client the best possible state of mind that you can give them whenever you leave that that investigation and there's so many groups out there that all they want is to scare them more, so maybe they'll come back, right. or maybe yeah. they have maybe they have somebody else in the in the wing waiting that they're working with that'll come back. They want to they want to scare them and keep them keep them freaked out. Which, whenever there's a kid involved, that's the last thing you want to do is want that kid to be scared, afraid. You know, even if it is a, a, an infant and doesn't really understand, the infant understands that it's scared, mm-hmm. it's afraid, and it doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Right. And they're going to carry that with, you know, the rest of it. You, yeah. you always yeah. hear these stories exactly. when I was a kid. Okay. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So. And see, a lot of that, too, people, they don't really care how it affects their clients. They just want a good story for the website. Yeah. Right. And, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Uh, and we're just not about that. And see, and that's the thing, you know, it's like, hey, look what I caught. I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. Right. I'm not. That's exactly. Not, that's not my goal. I'm not here to make you believe in ghosts. I'm not here to make yeah. you believe in the paranormal. If you want that, go I want to, else, you know, I want to go into an investigation and not find anything. Exactly. You know, just that's the truth. That's the I mean, difference. Yeah. Or less. The truth. Matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't like you know with the any of, any of this stuff. It doesn't matter to me if I prove or anything. I just want to know why. Yeah, and then people want to be. It's like I don't want to feel crazy anymore. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to think that I'm crazy. And absolutely, you know, they get just given that absolution and yeah. that satisfaction yeah. to them well, means even, more to me than even anything. Even knowing answers on some things makes me go still. Yeah, you know? I still think I, I still question my own experience, even though I know what happened and I know why. But <clears> it it's just right beyond. The you know the line of logic right. what what most people would consider logical and just it's like you know it's, it's hard enough to believe in yourself when you know what you saw and then you know to be professional about it um, 
you have to make sure your your team is a hundred percent professional. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. enough to get a case when the person does believe, but when they don't believe, and they let you into their home, yeah, and do an investigation, and maybe you got somebody on there not taking it serious enough. Yeah, you that, go in there jaw jacking it. Yeah, you know. It took a lot to get in that home to mm-hmm. help these people out, yeah. and now you're just gonna screw it all up for somebody mm-hmm. else that mm-hmm. maybe could help them. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, and how how much how much trust does it take for somebody to let you into their home? Oh, and well, you're just stomping. Exactly, and that you're just you're just stomping all over that trust mm-hmm. and all over just straight disrespecting, and it's yeah, absolutely. And um, and the thing about that too is. That's one of my specialties. So, you know, I'm good at talking to people and, and, you know, because I understand and, you know, I, I like the investigation, but at the same time, I have clients right now that I've been talking to for six months that still have not set anything up because they don't know. They want to know more. Yeah. Than me. Right. And if you can't put that time in, then you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. You know, the, go, go to yeah. your your uh, hotel, haunted hotels and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I think a lot of people, yeah. that was kind of a problem that we had was people didn't want to put the time in. They wanted to show up and for all this cool stuff like they see on TV to happen, which they don't realize that takes like probably 24 hours of filming for five minutes of content. And, Correct. Mm-hmm, you know, and then they'll be like, I, this is, y'all don't know what you're doing. You know, listen, yeah. you're going to go and like, you're not going to get anything better. I wanted to ask you guys, what is, what are your thoughts on, um, because uh, I had a couple guys approach me on Penn, Texas uh, about get rid of ghosts for a fee. I can't stand that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you want to get paid, go be a plumber or something. Go, to me, that's <laughs> Find a profession of some sort. I mean, you're just trying to make money off of somebody else's um, fear. Being tormented in yeah. fear. Heartache, and yeah. Exactly. That's like, hey, yeah. you need to pay me to come to church. You know, that doesn't make Mm-mm. any sense to me. Yeah, because I, I had this one guy. I I don't think he was, um, I don't think I let him into Pentax, but he messaged me like he uh, he asked to join a group. I asked him to an- answer the questions, and then he responded back by saying, hey, um, I'm a I'm a professional. Um, I get rid of, I get rid of, dark entities and demons and he was like five hundred dollars and i go what i go um no so i just wanted i wanted your take on that so what, no, what you thought I can't, of that i can't you, stand you, it Rob, robert you should have you should have told him i'll give you five squeezes and ten hugs <laughs> no, <I> know, right? <laughs> even so, even people trying to donate to us like oh thank you so much i feel so bad if we don't yeah. no i don't no, no, i'm yeah. not in it for that yeah keep your money yeah, donate it to a charity or something. <clears throat> so that's that's good. I, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of felt that, but I, I kind of knew that about you. But I just yeah. wanted to oh, I can't. I wanted it. to get your take on it. So. And if, oh, and if you're in it to get so, famous, yeah. oh, please go somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere else. Go to yeah. acting school. Go to Hollywood. And yeah, like that. Um, that you know, don't don't it, don't don't use other people to get famous. Don't right. Do it. It's and just it's it cool. Sucks. All these shows popping up on TV. Um, is it? Um... No, I mean, I'm being very sarcastic when I say that because it doesn't point out what a real no. investigation right. consists of, right? And because a lot of it is heavily edited. It's like you it know, we'll talk about it. It's reality TV. Yeah. Even with like the realest, most real reality TV that you have, they still do pickups. They still do reshoots, and so mm-hmm. that to me is just saying, hey, you know, 
this there, is part there's scripted. nothing reality about yeah. reality tv yeah no, no nothing. there's not <laughs> and there's always some kind of subject on every subject yeah mm-hmm. you want to watch yep. you want to watch you know little people date big people yeah, yeah they got it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's out there somewhere yeah, yeah. And yeah, famous yeah. basketball people and stuff like that. And their <laughs> wives. I just watch Survivor and Vanderpump. <laughs> um, I know uh, I said earlier that we were, I gave you a bunch of cases. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't have to talk about their names or uh, locations like that. But do you want to talk about some cases that you've worked on and yeah. you um, guys collaborated on or something? So one of them, that the subject we were just talking about, he spent $150 for somebody to come out, and they didn't do anything. Really? It was still wow. there. It was still there. He uh-huh. told me. He's like, yeah. Uh, when I was talking to him on the phone, you know, when you gave me his number and everything, he's let's, like. Let's call him Chad. Yeah. Chad was like, well, so how much do y'all, um, how much do y'all, do y'all charge? My, Chad's my twin brother, by the way. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Chris is my little brother. It's kind of wow. funny. Um, hey, that's a great name. There Liz you go. This is not Stephen or Robert. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone I know has that name. But Ooh. I was talking to Chad, and the first thing he asked me, he said, how much do y'all charge? I'm like, we don't charge anything. Yeah. He goes, oh, well, I spent $150 on a group. They came out, and you know, I'm still having the same problems. I'm like, yeah, they just wanted money. We we need to get that name of that group. I know. And, like, I do. Yeah. and not... Invite him on anywhere yeah. or whatever. Hack, so. hack. Yeah, hack, exactly. big time. Because, yeah. you know, we just had a meeting last Sunday, and we're all going to start paying fees, dues or whatever. Right, right. right. So right. we can have our own money. So we can have mm-hmm. our own Yeah. I don't expect yeah, anybody to do normal. that for us, mm-hmm. you know. We can do that ourselves. But, you know, Chad had a very interesting case, and we were there for a minute and didn't catch anything. You know, maybe a maybe a little bit here and there, you know, on the K2 meter, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit on the MF or whatever. But we never really got anything until closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, That's always how it goes, man, when you're packing up. Yeah. And I think Lauren got more out of it than I did because I'm, I'm like your blue collar, old school investigator. You know, give me an EMF detector yeah. and a digital, you know, recorder. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. I, um, I, I can't do all this fancy technology and stuff like that. Sit down in the dark and be quiet. Yeah, that's what I. You can you know, hear them all. Put me in Listen. the put me in the trenches. You know, that's what I want. Um, you know, but Lauren got a lot out of there, and um, Thomas, another member of our group, right. he uh, he did too. And I got to sit there and watch it. And it was fantastic. But um, I mean, I'm going to let her tell you her part. But um, just watching. Them two work together, mm-hmm. but you know that amazes me, and just seeing them comfort Chad, you know, yeah. um, because I play a different role. Everybody in our group has a different role, right? Right. Um, so I'm not that person. I'm more of like, okay, I'm gonna run down. This time we had a spike, blah blah blah. Okay, I got these these words, you know, on the obvious whatever. Um, that's that's what I am. I'm recording stuff. Right. You know, and they're making interactions. Okay. You know, unless I'm doing a EVP, you know, session. But um, 
they're my eyes when I can't see it. Right. And and that's what I love about it. So I'm gonna let you let Lauren tell you what Chuck, she you got. Almost out yeah, Chuck, Chad. <laughs> Chuck, Chad, all these Chugs are getting me confused. Well, towards, <laughs> towards the end, um, we were kind of, I was sensing things, wasn't sure what they were, but uh-huh. I did feel like it was family and a few others mixed in. And so Thomas was also picking up those things. And it, to make a long story short, it, it, it was, it was his family. Okay. And they were trying to interact with him. Um, he's he. We discovered he's very gifted. Okay, that was that was gonna be my my next question. Very gifted. Um, oh, and we also discovered something about his father. He had, I guess, his his father had passed away, uh-huh. and they were arguing when it happened, and not really talking. So he got to get some closure out of that. Okay, and that's what mm. was cool about it because. You know, it, it brought him to tears because he's like, I, I actually got to say what I wanted to say, and my message got through. And just that on on itself, you know, we know we helped so him. Rewarding. We still talk to him. Yes. Yeah. And I haven't talked to him. You know, I haven't talked to him for a minute, but Lauren talks to him a lot because okay. she can guide him in ways that I can't, you know. And it, it's just awesome to just talk to him, you know. Chad. Because he made such a significant Increasing as it, you know, and everything yeah. around me. Just, so, yes. and you can you can tell it by the way he even text messages you now. Um, Chad, uh, he was living at one place and then moved. Yes, correct. And then moved, and he felt this thing had followed him. Yes. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I I thought initially it was because of the job that he had. Yeah. You know, when you deal with antique furniture. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can get an attachment. Attachments, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. he was um he was messaging me like. The year before, and I I felt bad because he was sending me like he was living the the first time he was messaging me it was like in like a rural setting like a like a big yard and yeah. he had like some uh, some old cars and some pallets mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he was sending me videos and stuff and I go dude I mean it was like so like really bad you know mm-hmm. camera work and I said what am I looking at and he he was telling me because there's a shadow right there and I would I was looking at it and I said okay I can't see it man but um. But let me know if there's, you know, like at the, I think at the time he was like just like depressed and he was posting because I because I actually I went to his Facebook page before he started messaging me. I would see he was posting a bunch of negative stuff. So this thing was affected him mm-hmm. immensely. And the worst thing about it, this was a kid case, too. Yeah. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And when you initially told me about it. Yeah. And I contacted him. I thought it was going to be a pretty long process to get in there. But. You could tell he was sick of it, and he was he scared for his help. child. So, um, and I saw a picture where there are actually legs in the picture behind, in the mm-hmm. closet behind the kid. Wow! And mm. I was like, "Dude, we need to get over there." Yeah, because like, because like, I was messaging him because he was sending me these videos, and I said, "I go, I go, what do you need to accomplish?" I said, "What do you, what do you want to accomplish? You want you want us to document? You want us to get rid of this? What, you know what's going on?" And he wouldn't respond. He wouldn't respond like for weeks. And then he'll message me like out of the blue and say, "Hey, I, are, you, are you still thinking about me?" I said, "I need you to respond." Yeah. I said, "I don't have your number." I said, yeah. "So um, he finally like uh, responded a couple times." Said, and then this is whenever you join us. Said, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna hand this off to you at the one yard line. Yep. So go go over here and score." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's so. awful nice of you. And yeah. I wouldn't say that we scored, but he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. 
So well, you mm-hmm. helped, you helped him. So yeah. he's like he he messaged me like right after that, and he was thanking me, and he says thank you so much for all your help. I said hey, the uh, everything goes to Brad because I go thank him because he was the one that did it. So but everything goes to my team. Because so right on, they do more than I do. I think I get it. I I get it set up and. I try to learn more from them, you know? Yeah. Because I'm not an empath. And if I am, then I block it out. But, you know, I'm I'm not. I block yeah. a lot of that stuff out now just because I have children of my own. Right. And it just kind of turns into habit eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I've been opening myself up more, you know, learning about the uh, spiritual part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fantastic. And I remember what I used to be like, you know, I, I was, I was more complete and balanced and happy whenever I was that way, mm-hmm. instead of now just being programmed to, you got to get up and go to work. Yeah. Right, go to sleep. Eat. It's time to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I just, I just met y'all in person today, mm-hmm. but I, 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 time. yeah, I mm-hmm. feel, I feel that you guys are a good team. I just, oh, I just, I always, just feel it. Do. I feel it. So well, like when we I hit it off the first him, time we I met. I felt like I'd known him my whole life. That little two and a half hour trip to Ballinger, yeah. man, it was like, I've known you for thirty years. Yes, <laughs> yeah. so, exactly. So you know, I, I know we kind of, uh, I don't but it's know. kind of the same thing with you and me. Too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like we met each other before, but we've never. This is the first time in person. Yeah, but you know, we're like, hey, yeah, I love you, man. Yeah. yeah, just not this time around. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like I've I've messaged you before and I said, hey, I'm. I'm calling you. So I, I said, give me your number. Yeah. <laughs> so we end up, I think I, I called you like around, it was like midnight one night. Oh yeah. And I go, Hey, are you, are you still up? You go, yeah. yeah. I'm up. What's up? <laughs> I said, I'm calling you. Are you go, okay. Come on, do it. <laughs> so, so we end up talking, I think we end up talking like for an hour and a half or something yeah. like that. And we were just talking about, you know, experiences and how we do things and what, uh, what, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. What I was attracted to or, 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 I just gravitated toward you. Yeah, there's just, you know, there's, and I think with paranormal investigators, you know, we all click a lot. Yeah. And. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say when, when, when you, when you live in this world, you know, the people that live in it and you know, the people that just want to try to fake living in it. Right. And there's, there's just something that, that draws each other to each other. It's that the the unexplainable that it's just man. I, I've 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 never spoke with with you know Brad or or Lauren other than right now. Right. I know a lot about y'all because I work with Robert every day and he talks about y'all all the time. And I know for a fact this is one thing I know for a fact that he wouldn't allow y'all to be moderators if he didn't trust y'all immensely. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, when so. That, when he first asked me, I was blown away. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> that in it. itself lets me lets me know, you know, that hey, these these two are legit. So but um even just sitting down and and and, and just talking with y'all right now, and I'm not even in studio, I'm sitting here and laying in my bed at the house. Lucky. So I still haven't even met y'all face to face. Yeah, <laughs> no joke, right? <laughs> I think I'm sitting in but I just, it, Yeah. Yeah, you that's are. Day. Thank, thank, thanks for, thanks for taking it and keeping it warm for me. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, there's just a sense of, uh, I, I feel that I could come to y'all too and just say, you know, let's, let's just bear, bear our souls 
and and will understand that you know and you can't do that with everybody you can't right. just sit down with somebody mm-hmm. and and be like hey let's talk about this let's talk about that because most people when you sit down and start talking about this stuff they're like uh you're a weirdo yeah you know exactly. you're 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 not normal yeah. and but it's not it's not about being normal or abnormal because because honestly none of us are normal yeah. so what is normal? um what is normal yeah exactly <laughs> so I, I just you know it's just that that aura that 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 we all live in and and we just relate you know so yeah i wanted to i wanted to ask like i wanted to ask lauren mind. exactly that's a great way to put it i wanted to ask lauren um going back to the chad situation because uh um i love how brad says he's back there and he's like described i love that because <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the opposite of me. I want to talk, 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 talk. So I want to go. I want to go back to to Lauren and ask when, whenever, whenever you approach this, what was your approach to this to this situation? How did you approach it, and how did you kind of walk through it? If you don't mind, if 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 you don't want to answer, don't answer. But if you don't with, mind, with Chad's case, um, yeah, just, with Chad's case. Do you mean how I talked to him about it or tried to explain it? Yeah, how just 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 kind of yeah, just kind of explain the. The, the, the way that you, you walked him through it, you helped him through it, because obviously he got something great out of it. And uh, just kind of walk it, through that, that, how, was, that, how that played out. It was really simple, really. Um, I knew it was family. The more towards the end, we, he was sensing, and he said, I do feel like it is some of my family or someone of my family here. And um, so we started talking to him about it. What else do you see? How do you feel? And he started opening up a little bit more about that. So it kind of took off from there. And we explained so that you, he's you go ahead, sorry. He has gifts that others don't. Not everyone has. So so you helped him just basically open up himself. Yes. And 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 realize and I love that. And I, I wanted I, I was hoping you were gonna go there with that. That's what I was hoping because so many times whenever you go into a situation, it's somebody being so afraid just to open up to who they are and what they have. They don't want to they don't want to to admit it or, or whatever it is. It's the fear of I'm actually this way or I actually have this gift or mm-hmm. you know, and 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 for you to sit down and 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 help him open up and be okay with who he is and what, what kind of gift he has right. is, 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 is awesome. I love that. Thank love you. that. <laughs> and, uh, we just encouraged him to talk to them, communicate with them mm-hmm. and then see what happens. And that is exactly what he did. And that was the first, uh, case we were small then. And it was on a, it was on a weeknight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it was like a Wednesday, or Wednesday it was a Thursday or, or Thursday something. Night. Well, Thomas just joined, and it was our first time to investigate with him. And man, it was like the same thing with Lauren and Thomas, just working yes. together like they have, yeah. you know, hundred thousand <laughs> times before. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I loved about that is that um, when when Chad joined the group, because I was trying to get him to like like to join a group, and he wouldn't do it. And I got him to join the group, and then you got set up for the investigation. You you resolved his issue. Then later on, when I was post, because I post a lot of stuff, and he was commenting on it. Like before, he wasn't even doing that. Like he was just like in there just to get help. And I understand that. I'm I'm you know you don't have to post stuff right, and, yeah. and to be in our group. 
but he was like re- he was like responding like in a in a positive way about stuff and that's what i loved i said yes uh, you know he got him to open up yeah, that- and he, he was he was he was able to yeah, to be himself and and just like respond like a normal person and not be tormented or scared so yeah. that's what i loved about it mm. yeah that's that affirmation of he's he got he got the help he needed yeah, that's yep. that affirmation and it's like uh matrix are you gonna take the red pill or the blue pill yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. it opened his it opened his eyes to what is really out there yeah you know because people yeah. are scared to do that and several like, weeks later he contacted me because lauren i'm seeing them completely now yeah, okay I can see everything and like chris said you know um a lot of people are afraid what they don't know. Yeah, and exactly. they don't mm-hmm. want to know. So it's like I'm gonna get in my bed and put my covers over. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I feel bad when when I couldn't help him right away and he didn't respond. I said, "Man, I feel bad." And there's like there's been a couple of cases in Penn, Texas where people reach out to me and I try to respond to him, but if they don't respond back, I, I can't do yeah, much about same it. Same here, so, you know. Uh, I think a case, they they gotta want it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. the case that you gave me. It was getting set up, and boom, didn't hear from him ever again. Was this so. was this the one where uh, the husband was involved and he didn't want anything to do with it or something? No, that's, that's a different situation. Okay. That oh, yeah. is madness. It is madness. Um, this one was uh, through t- per Tanya through Pentex. Through okay, me. all right. So, and she's she's a first responder during all this, so I can understand. I'm sure I'll hear from her here. Yeah. Um, but she works in the medical field, so okay. You know, um, I'm sure she's very busy. You know, because I I don't work in the medical field, but I sell to the medical field. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. working some crazy hours right now. Right. So, yeah. Um. It's it'll come around if it comes around. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't try to force it, and I'm not really persistent on it, but yeah. I will be like. All right, man. It's been a week. What's up? You know how are you? Yeah. Doing? I'll send you a message. Yeah, just keep 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 planting that seed. Just yeah. keep putting it out there. I'm here. I'm um, here. Just like you know? I'm here when you need me. You know. Do you, you guys exactly? You got any other cases that you want to talk about, or that maybe you? What, what's the strangest case you've ever dealt with? I'll, I'll say that. That was my question. You stole oh. my question. <laughs> strangest case will probably be. I haven't had it yet, but I'm working on it. Sure, okay. Yeah. Uh, Are you able to share some of the... Uh, this is kind of a hairy situation, yeah, and I really want to. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's time yet. Yeah. No, no. It, there's a lot of crazy stuff. That okay. We haven't even scratched the surface. Right. You so, can tell us about it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can come on part two. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I just said, like, when we're go. done recording, just yeah. tell us because I'm selfish. But I would like that. <laughs> I guess um, our audience can be included, too. <laughs> But probably the strangest was when I first started. Um, so we had, it wasn't really a case. We were just out in the stockyards. And it wasn't the case that was strange. It was the group I was in that was strange. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't, know what a, I didn't know what a Wiccan was back then. I was, I was ignorant, you know. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, we're done. Let's get together next weekend and go through all the footage. You know, y'all come to my apartment, blah, blah, blah. So I get there. And my, the the group leader <laughs> opens the door and has boxers. Yeah. I was oh. like, oh, 
I came, I came on the right day, right? He's it, like, it was a. He's like, yeah. A sky clad. Man, it was crazy. Yeah, and I was like, did I come on the wrong night? Did I misunderstand? He's like, no. I was, I was like, we're watching the footage tonight. Are you? What's going put on? Put on some pants or something. He opens the door a little bit more, and everybody's in there having fun together. And I was like, what the hell? Kind Did of I just evidence step in? Party is this? What what was the name of this team again? Just for personal reasons. <laughs> They're not together anymore. Uh, okay. Well, they were all Wiccans. Uh, are you sure? And are you they sure they're not together anymore? Moonlight, yeah. I guess ritual, yeah, orgy type thing. And I was like, yeah, uh, um, uh, I quit. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass on. I'm this. going solo. Yeah. yeah, I quit. Oh, no. I didn't go back. I was done. Full disclosure, as my own non-denominational paganism, that's not how you do it. No, either. I've, <laughs> in, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna knock sex magic or whatever they were doing, but the standard is usually you let everybody know what's going on beforehand. You don't just bring it on people Man. like that. Brad, it's, it sounded like they want to they wanted they wanted to pick up what you're putting down. Yeah, they yeah. threw up the wrong signal yeah. somewhere along the way. <laughs> It's like, yeah, this dude's cool. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry if I made a facial movement that yeah. <laughs> my secret word is oh, very that's, that's, probably, that's probably the that's probably the oddest story I've ever heard. Oh, on the paranormal. Uh, man, no, I'll tell you one. You know uh, the uh, what was it? the con is what it's called now. Yeah, my the, friends used to own it when, and they called it the Big Cypress. And it was a coffee shop and upstairs. In Jefferson, Texas. In right? Jefferson, Texas, yeah. And upstairs. Yeah, in Jefferson, yeah. They used to have things like that. So we would have our Halloween parties there. And they had the big old racks and everything up there. And that, that's how we... God, I would hate yeah. to be the janitor there. The janitor. No, yeah. No, I think it was just, you know... Hazmat suit. The two of them, you know. My buddy, my buddy's Dwayne he must uh, get, and Patrick. He play that but Say I, that they had double. like <laughs> a throne and like a ledge that was up on so you could watch whatever. And scary. Oh, I will tell you one thing uh, that was very cool. Um, it was a wasn't even an investigation. It, we just happened on this. So me and some of my friends. It was right out of right after I got out of the navy. I was working at this golf course. Mm-hmm. The clubhouse is super old. Looks like a castle. Um, they have a bunch of houses on this golf course mm-hmm. that used to be officer houses. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing out any names, but mm-hmm. me describing this, you probably could figure it out where I live. You know? Right, right. Um, well, there was a story, and the captain's house was a it was a two story. It had a basement, like one of them old, crazy looking basements and houses, mm-hmm. and it was totally empty. Well, my friend also worked at the golf course. And we decided to go drink some beer out there and break into one of these houses. I don't, don't do that. That's wrong. Right. Um, (laughs) But we went out there and we opened the garage door and got in the house. The house was creepy right when I walked in. You know, you just get that feeling. Yeah. Well, it did not like us being in that house. Something did not like us. And there was this weird story about where the, the captain that lived there Something happened with his wife. He was a double murder or something like that. So that was a rumor. I've, I've never, you know, did the history on it. I haven't even been back there yet just to play golf. And um, 
I'm walking upstairs and I'm going down the stairs and you know how you got the stairs coming down and then you got a, a like a landing. Right, right. And then the stairs there. Well, there's a window right there. And I'm walking by myself down these stairs because I'm walking around the house wanting to check it out. And I turn on that landing to go down the other side of the steps and clothesline myself. The blinds, there's no wind in there, no electricity. Uh-huh. You know, the blind cord goes around my neck and I didn't even know it. Wow. And there's yeah. no wind, there's no curtains, just blinds. And I ran the hell out of that house. Yeah. My friends are like, mm-hmm. what's going on? I'm like, where are you? I'm going. Yeah. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going. And they're like, why? Well, I, like, I told them and they thought I was crazy. But to this day, there was something in the house. Because I went down right. in that basement and mm-hmm. that basement was freezing. Mm-hmm. Like freezing cold. And maybe that's why. Because I went down there in the wrong spot. And I should yeah. have been down there. And I'm telling you that that house was... I still want to go back, man. I want to go back <laughs> to the house. Yeah, maybe. What? It was scary, but yeah. not that. Yeah. What time, what, what, what time of year was this? Uh, this was in the summertime. This was probably July, August. Wow. Um, and what, what time of day was it? Oh, it was night. It was probably about, because we had to wait for everybody to leave till we broke into their yeah. Yeah. house. And yeah. this was probably. So there's no, there's. There's a statute no of limitation, No reason for it to be right? cold. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think okay. so, yeah. All right. I'm just yeah. making sure there's a statute yeah. of limitation before we air this. <laughs> We're not any. We're not narcs. I'll, I'll just edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was night. It was probably about 11 o'clock at night. Um, this probably happened about midnight, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so zero reason for it to be cold. Yeah, zero reason. It was and it's humid here. Yeah, and so it was hot yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that's else. what I'm saying. And I understand heat rises, and but this was abnormally cold. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. And man, I just I w- I was a cart boy, so I had to go around and get all the jugs of water at night on all the holes, and you'd have to drive by this house. Mm. And sometimes there'd be lights on. Sometimes there won't. You know, I've got a friend that can confirm this that worked out there with me. And I just never went by that house. I took the long way the yeah. rest of the time if I was out there by myself getting those jugs of water and stuff. Right now, I would definitely go out there. Yeah. You know, I'd, go, I'd sleep in there. Little little did you know this is what you're going to be doing. Yeah. And I didn't. Well, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. You know, I was like vulnerable to it because we thought we were seeing get drunk, have a good time there. Yeah. And. That's that's one thing about being a, a paranormal investigator when you're when you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets fun, you know. Yeah. Like I was telling her yeah. the other night, you know, I was sleeping, and this was probably last week, and my dog is at the foot of the bed, and he doesn't get up, but he like kind of makes a noise, and he's looking at the corner of the room, and. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? I wake up and I'm like terrified. I don't know why. I feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's like something's just staring at me. Yeah. And then it went away. My dog went and laid down. And something, like I, something I, passing. Yeah, something. Yeah. I have the little girl that likes to yeah. stare. So, Lauren, you got, you got any strange or weird cases you've ever, or just experience in general that you've ever, you've ever had? Not anything really weird, just the normal. You know. Yeah. 
I don't know that if there's any. I'm, I'm thinking this one that we're going to be coming up on. Yeah, yeah. We've had to turn down some cases that, that yeah. we've gotten. Really? Because there were totally drugs involved. In yeah. It. You yes. know, that's one thing we don't do. Was yeah. that was that the one one of the ones I gave you? The ones yeah. that okay. Uh, that one that one was an odd one because she never responded to me at all. Yeah, it was know. it was weird from the get go. You know, uh, we didn't even step in the house, but talking to them, you can tell when somebody's on drugs. Um, I am. Pen. And it sucks. Went times yeah, and, and then they show you the pictures yeah. of where the place is, and mm-hmm. it's like you wouldn't let a dog live there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you got to think of your door. safety too. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly. And the rat was in the door. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was weird. Yeah, because I think whenever you were going out there, and I was telling you, like, I told you like three or four times, be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't feel right, right about this one. I said, be yeah. careful. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I remember Robert. I remember you and I talking about this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that one was a that one was a weird one. So, um, how about a, you? Know, you guys ever had any other experience other than, than paranormal or no? Or um, man, I really want to be. I really want to have a UFO encounter. Yeah, I have. Like I really. That's that's one thing I've been getting into. Also, like. I know there's more life out there than because we. I mean, we're absurd. Yeah. To not think that we're the only. Yeah, that'd be you know, very arrogant. Yeah, arrogant. The vastness the of audacity space. Audacity of us. Yeah. <laughs> we're the only ones but, here. Yeah. Um. You know. I want to go camping uh, this week. This this summer we're going camping, and we're going to do some of that. Texas oh, Paranormal yeah. Expeditions are going to be UFO hunting this. I want this summer. I want to play this really quick. <laughs> injured cold. He's gonna show up at our house one day. Yeah, no, dude. I, I, I want injured cold to show up in my house. <laughs> yeah, like, I want Bigfoot. That's what I want. I want. Bigfoot. I know, we got gotcha. See, and I've never got that. That would probably be and, easier for us. So, Chris, you're into Bigfoot, right? I, I'm. I'm. I'm into trying to figure out the 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 idea of Bigfoot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm at the same spot. Yeah. Like, I'm getting into cryptids. Um, I've been watching a lot. Of, and, you know, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch that's out right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm watching that because I read some books about it. And then Dr. Travis Taylor is one of my favorite people in the UFO community. Because he's not really, he believes in the paranormal, but he always believes there's another reason our answer to it but yeah. he definitely yeah. believes in ufos we did a we did an episode on that didn't we, we did yeah. yeah we did a we did an episode on skinwalker yeah. sticky notes on the refrigerator right there. and if the government is or um what was the dude's name that worked for nasa that bought the property i know oh, you, yeah. I, I, I know who you're talking yeah, about right, in the two early 2000s right after the, uh, what's yeah. the family's name um got his own investigation and then the the government came in and assisted mm-hmm. and then all that is top secret now yep. yeah so yeah come on man there's something going to go on out there. there yeah you're gonna you're gonna find something and then you're gonna make a top secret <clears throat> so that tells me there's that's, something that's, there yeah that's telltale that's telltale yeah. that there's something something there oh it's classified top secret now yeah, sorry and, and when the u.s navy puts out their footage of a ufo that one of their pilots because pilots mm-hmm know what's in the sky mm-hmm. they know what's yeah. flying they know what's out there um when they see something they don't recognize yeah i mean come on man seriously yeah come on 
There's 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 been times when uh, when I first started with TBRC, we were we were going to this area called Area Two. It was over in Sulphur Springs, and we it was it was government owned, uh, right next to it. And then we would go down this one this one uh, root road, and as soon as we would park, and as soon as we would get out of the vehicle, there would be a game warden pulling mm-hmm. up. And I go, how did the hell did mm-hmm. how did he know? Because I think I think what we end up doing is like they had like a like a, a trigger thing. Mm-hmm. So if a, car, a vehicle passed and it, yeah. it, it kind of like uh, it kind of warned them, and so they would come out and say, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" and all that stuff. So we we would be in this hot area because like we would we would get investigations and we would go out there. We would get like calls and like footprints and stuff. But as soon as we started progressing. Then they started blocking stuff out, started right. kind of pushing us out of that area. So they want and, the infrasound. Yeah, and so. I can understand. You know, the top secret projects they're working on and stuff. They want to protect those, of course. But there's stuff in those bases we don't know about. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, oh man. Yeah. And um, Bob, what is, Bob, Bob Lazar. Lazar. Bob, Bob Lazar. Lazar. Yeah. You know that dude's a pretty intelligent guy. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's too crazy, and. If he won't talk about it, you know, it takes all this time, and he finally comes and talks about it. Yeah, you know, and they're and they're, and they're trying to discredit him now. Yeah, for it, so. and there, there's something to be said about that, you know. And then have other accounts of employees and ex-military, and then people on their deathbeds, like people, yeah, actually military people that were at Roswell. Mm-hmm. having to give their deathbed confession because they don't want to die with that on their mm-hmm. their chest. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So it's crazy. I got this. So you, you, yes, yes, we Brad, uh, uh, that I'm in the Bigfoot. And I'll tell you the, the thing that I got into Bigfoot is whenever, um, whenever Robert and I were talking about the native American, cause he, 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 he got me interested into it when he started talking about, he used to go to the, the tribal leaders of, of the land where he was at. And he said, he asked them about this, this Bigfoot and it always went back to a spiritual aspect of it. And that's what grabbed, grabbed me into the Bigfoot because that's where I, my understanding of Bigfoot where I am now is a spiritual understanding of Bigfoot as this is a, this is a shapeshifter. This is, um, this is an entity that, that he, 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 he puts himself out there as what, that person wants to see. And that's why, you know, you have so many different, that's my understanding of why there's so many different versions. Yeah. You know, some people say it's a, some people say it's a goblin. Some people say it's an alien. Some people say it's a Yeti. Some people say it's Chupacabra. You know, that's what, that that's, that's where my mind is right now on, on, uh, on the Bigfoot. So the, the paranormal aspect of my life and the spiritual aspect of my life is what led me into, uh, Bigfoot. Right. So, and you know, I'm starting to think two dimensional too. Yeah, That's what you I know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I never put, really put yeah. too much thought into it until I started researching cryptoids. I I didn't until the last and, few years. I yeah. mean, because I and mean, no one, even I think with all of us, anyway, the people that I've investigated with on that aspect until recently, it's been. Yeah. You know, we're all like, it's flesh and blood. But, I mean, why can't it be both? Yeah. and seeing what Because I, we're mm-hmm. both, right? right. We, we're both capable of being spiritual beings and physical manifestations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they've even, Absolutely. Said, they've even said there's <laughs> more dimensions on the earth that we know about. You yeah. Know, this yeah. is science. And, you know, when it comes down to it, too, paranormal just means right, right outside of what we understand. I right. like to always exactly. use this mm-hmm. phrase that I want to steal from Liz Fair, but she's into this stuff, too. She calls it future science. It's all... 
tangible. We just haven't got there yet. Yeah. Right. We can't explain it yet. Yep. And I'm to the point of my paranormal life or investigation research that it's time for me to move on and find other things. And I think it's all connected when you get down to it. Yeah, right. It, yeah, exactly. It's but there's deeper parts 100%. of it. hundred percent. And you know, when I first started investigating, I just had like a tunnel vision, ghost, right. ghost spirits, mm-hmm. ghost, ghost, poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about Bigfoot. I didn't think about any of that. So the Mothman or none of that. Yeah. Stuff. And then I mean, Robert yeah. and I'm like, Bigfoot, come on, man. Well, I didn't. At first, I, I actually, yeah. this is truth. And, you yeah. know, I, and I was open minded to a point, but then right. I was like, Harry and the Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wasn't exactly. convinced until I was in the woods and they're throwing uh, rocks, at rocks us. and sticks in right. And yeah. then listening to yeah. the, the podcast on, you know, on the Bigfoot part. And then, you know, watching some of these shows, it's like, I'm going to start reading about this, too. And just, like, going back in my own, I mean, when I was a kid, I was always in the woods running around and stuff. And just, like, you know, just talking to with my sister or, like, people that grew up in the same area, I just still send them pictures. Have you seen these sort of things? What do you hear about it when you see these things? And not telling them what it is and getting their stories. And it's like, okay, well, you want me to tell you what I think it is? Yeah. yeah, but and if you've ever yeah. been in the woods, you know, and you're out there and you're by yourself and you're mm-hmm. just walking around, it's kind of close to being dark, but not dark. Yeah. And then for something, you get this sensation or alert in your mm-hmm. senses that something's not right and you get the hell out of here. Yeah. And you get terrified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something's yeah. telling you to get the hell mm-hmm. out of there. And there's stuff out there that yeah. we, 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 you know, we don't know of. We, We've uh, mm-hmm. we've uh, researched space more than we have our own ocean. Yeah, you know. Oh um, yeah. There's places you can't get to on foot. Yeah. Or helicopter or car. That, that's the thing too. It's just like so many people, especially like in North America, they underestimate the vastness of our wildernesses too. Yeah. And you know, all the time it's like, well, you can get a drone in there. It's like people. Yeah. Yeah. Go missing all the time all without the time. a trace. And uh, discounting any other, you know, whatever woo-woo aspect, just in the elements, you go to Alaska, two seconds later, you're gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's dead bodies mm-hmm. on Everest oh, that yeah. they cannot recover. Because yeah. they can't, yeah. Yeah. You know, still lying there from when they died. Yeah, there's, they're there's, like 50 years old because they're I, frozen. Yep. I can't remember who asked, who asked me this question, but someone asked me a question uh, if... Bigfoots are affected by EMF, and I've never been asked that question before. And I said, "Man, that's actually a good question." That is a good question. I would imagine so. Yeah, and so. Oh, I think I think it was when you were on that podcast, Robert. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. on uh, uh, dark side of dark side of the insanity. Yes. Yeah, dark, dark um, side of insanity. Yeah. I, I actually someone asked me a question, but I talked about it on there. Yeah, and I, yeah, um, I remember that question. So, Brown Springs. Um, there's a there's a place in uh, Oklahoma that I went to go research and I we have we have like a, a show or two on it and that was probably mm-hmm. the most the most uh, I don't know the I've been to a lot of paranormal places and I don't know if you guys ever get this whenever you go to a place you get like a like you can't breathe mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. anxiety and you get like something like pushed on your chest mm-hmm. I so, get it in my ear do you yeah. yeah I get like I'm on an airplane but it's only in one ear um, and then the front of my nose gets kind of numb. So when I when I went to go do Brown Springs and it was like a, it was a Bigfoot thing we went to go check out me and some uh, other colleagues and I've never yeah, I was been gonna say, you, go ahead you didn't go out there for paranormal no that's no. that's the yeah 
And so we went out there to go do like a Bigfoot deal. And when I stepped out of the vehicle, I mean, it's like I had a hard time breathing. And yeah. I, it felt like I was running like full sprint, then stopped. And then someone asked me a question and you're trying to answer a question like, hold on. Right. You know, it's like it was like that. It was like because like we later found out like whenever we're doing the podcast episode where we had gone back and we researched that it was it was used as a dumping ground for like bodies like in the 50s and 60s and stuff. And so um, there was a story of a Bigfoot like um, killing a woman, supposedly. And it was like he bent her legs backwards and uh, disemboweled her. And so. Wow. Um, but that was like so much negative. I said, man, it was like so much negative. And I, and like, I've been to a lot of places in, in Dallas and, uh, the North Texas area. And that was probably the most, you know, I have ever been bombarded by yeah. anything like that. So, so is this knocking thing with the Bigfoots? Is that a new thing? No, <laughs> it's, it's always been that way. It's like, it's a, it's a way of communication, communication. and it's a, it's a way of communication to let them know that they're either coming through area or we're there. Okay. Cause like I've been, I've been to some areas and I've done tree knocks and I've gotten tree knocks back and I've been to areas where they've actually pounded on rocks. Mm-hmm. Like they're letting us know that, you know, we were in this area. Cause like we used to go to this place up in Moyers, Oklahoma yeah. and it's really rural and it was hardly anybody up there. And so we would be up there and it would be like someone going to town on a rock at three in the morning, you know? That's mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. So, well, but yeah, usually you get, you get, you get tree knocks on responses or they're, responding to each other yeah. and saying hey we're moving out of this mm-hmm. area or hey they're in this area it's almost like a long distance phone call it's like yeah. knocking on a wall yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And exactly you knock back and you're like whoa <laughs> do it again yeah <laughs> so one more time and not not three pipes uh, uh if you love me what's that song you not three times on the on the ceiling if you love me it was hey remember yeah Remember twice old, on the pipes if you want to let me go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Old Park Hotel when I'm in the maintenance room in the closet yeah. and you know I'm telling it to go away and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. coming back. Bring it to my chest. It's real hot. Take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I he do recall right that. Yeah, forever. Mm. Like that's the most K two hits I've ever gotten in my life. And then I had a sweet little man that was following me around the whole night. Yeah. Did you Did you smell him or anything like that? Or did, did you, you have, smell him? I mean, like a cigar or something. <laughs> no. Like an old, I just, I just thought you meant old man. Like his cologne or something. I thought you just meant old people. Like, did it smell like an old man? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't depends. Was I it? can't. <laughs> it Dirty wasn't. depends. Big gay tiger ball. <laughs> my my nephew has pull ups and he's three and every time I ask him if if he pooped or pottied, he says nope diapers clean. <laughs> yeah. so, my daughter does that. <laughs> does he? Yeah. Uh, is your hey hey dirty? Robert no. Robert yeah I want I want to go to your room but but no Mimi yeah no <laughs> Mimi no Mimi, no Mimi. <laughs> they were they, they were here last weekend and they were. I was sitting here and he was like walk up to me because Uncle Robert I want to go to your room but I don't want to go Mimi <laughs> and I go okay you don't want to go Mimi <laughs> but but uh, that's funny yeah oh, man personalities <laughs> yeah we need to do an episode with them I know <laughs> I got it I got it I can go ahead go ahead Chris no I was I was just gonna go back to um, when we're talking about uh, calling and tree knocks and stuff like that and. Even the the K two action that we got at the cemetery in uh, Hallsville, yeah, and that uh, was very popular that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, and I was actually gonna 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 talk about that. Ash is for some reason something was 
attached to Ash or wanted to talk to Ash or, or wanted something. She was very, very popular um, that night. But there was a specific area in that in that cemetery where, man, the K2 meter was just going nuts. Yeah, it was and like- it would go up to 20, hit 20, and stay there for one to two seconds, just going crazy. And it was trying to get at, uh, at, at Ash. And I, I, that's the most action I've ever had on a K2 meter that, that high. Yeah. It yeah, was with, with no power out there or nothing. So <clears throat> no power lines, no nothing. <clears throat> Just a bunch of rednecks but, driving yeah. by looking for a party. I think. Yeah. It's a party. It's a float. It's a float. I kept creeping. I think <laughs> so, they thought but, we were partying out in the cemetery. Yeah. I, I, I bet they thought we were out there drinking, Probably. but, um, but when when we were when we were about done, we were wrapping up, and well, there was one part of that that and and Brad, you're like brave over here. I'd, I'd like to, to to go out there with you and have you go back in that back corner and <laughs> and hang out because because I I, I I won't. I'm the one that runs. So yeah, but um, that back corner or something in there. Yeah, it was, but we were leaving and we were. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we 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 get paranormal stuff out there and we also get Bigfoot stuff. So you get yeah down. yeah. Well, and that's why, I was, yeah, that's that's what I was getting. We were leaving, and as we were leaving, we were going towards the front because we were mostly in 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 like the middle to the back part of the the cemetery most of the time. So we were headed to the front to the front gate, and uh, we decided to stop there and do some tree knocks. And then um, I believe Robert, you did your call first, or did Ash? Did you do a call too? I yeah, think you did a, I did a half-ass horrible one. You did a <laughs> did a bar down. Yeah, yeah, bar down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Though for yeah, owls, so, at least. I thought it was good. But I, I could. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I thought it was great. I can't remember which one came first. But anyway, we were sitting there, and in mid conversation, we hear we hear a loud howl, and then what was it like? Six of them. Yeah, we got six, six howls. Of them came back? But they were they were kind of uh, distant. Yeah, they were kind of distant. Too hard and it was it's kind of hard to tell whether. Yeah. Whether they were responding yeah. to us or there was, it could have very well been a, another owl. Yeah, because you know, um, yeah, when we been. lived out there by the river, we would get those barred owls in, and they would do that. Like I think the males would do like the big, regular, you know, typical yeah barred owl call, and then you get the females or whichever do like the little peeps afterwards, and that's what it kind of sounded like. But then again, it could have been mimicry too. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, of course, it I go like it's probably now. But it might not have been. And yeah, that makes you, yeah. that's what makes yeah. you want it yeah. to go yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I, that's, that's all it takes. It. That's it. That's what draws you back. Yes. That's what draws you back. And it's like, oh, man, I want more of that. I want more of that. I mean, and, I, I, and I, I, was, I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I've been in the woods a couple of times, and I've I've heard, like, animals reach, uh, call out to me, like a horse. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, it goes... I go. That's not a horse. That's not a horse. You never heard a horse. What you that's never had a, a growling horse? <laughs> no, no. I've, I've had that. I had that, and I had a rooster. Uh-huh. rooster a rooster did the same thing. <laughs> and I would, I would, that ain't wake, no rooster. I would, I would wake up the guy that because we were we were camping out, and I said, "Hey, did you hear that?" It goes, "It's a horse, Bob." I go, "He's growling." Why is there yeah, a horse in the middle of the woods? <laughs> Well, the the, the property oh, okay. the property that we were on it was it was oh, okay. it was it was Mike Sells and he okay, had, he okay. had horses so uh, 
but it was one of those things he that man we growling horses we would get stuff like that and stuff i can't explain and stuff like that so if he's got growling horses he needs to start a circus yeah, yeah, for sure. Or feed him on time. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. <laughs> feed him on time. Yeah. Um, maybe he, maybe go, you were the food. That's what we should do. Go bigfoot hunting. I want to do that. I, yeah, you know, you know could, Brad. Brad, I would, I would love for us to get together and go back out to Hallsville because um, uh, Robert says all around Hallsville, there's, there's a lot of. Uh, what do you call it? The Monster the, Central. The line? Yeah. Monster, Monster Central. Central. Yes, there you Monster go. Monster Central. Monster Central. But I would love to go back and have you go back in that back, in the back of that corner, man. Let's do I'd that. I'd love it. I'd, I'd love like it. to do that, I, that Estes method. Yeah. Oh, oh we love have, that. Have y'all done the Estes method? Yeah. yeah. We I did it with Tanya. That. That's one of my favorite things we, to do now. We, like, did it with Tanya. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we did it with Tanya, but we would, we want to go to Hallsville and do, and it, do it because Hallsville yeah. is an old... Civil War Cemetery, Ooh. and this is where I first time I'd been in the field with Ash, and mm-hmm. uh, on the very first night we met. Uh-huh, yeah, that's the first night we had met, and then that's uh, where they got that's where they got all the rocks chunked mm-hmm. at them. Yeah, we got rocks so, chunked at us. We got we had is like, that about um, Flagpole Hill and, or anything. It was uh, that's the same. Is thing it that Big happens. Sandy? Is it was it by Big? No, it's by it's right outside of Longview. Outside okay. of Longview, yeah. so. this is Dallas. Flagpole Hill. The same thing happens. Um, you know, it's where the Civil War. Something happened to the Civil War there. I think uh, they, I think some Confederate soldiers got mm-hmm. home there, but rocks get thrown at you. Well, it's pretty common, allegedly, again, you know, mm-hmm. that they're attracted to the cemeteries, and we're not really sure why. Yeah. we. I've never yeah. been able to crack that why why Bigfoots are attracted to cemeteries. See, like, I want to get scratched. And then, and I, want to get, <laughs> I want to get stuff thrown at me. Yeah. You know, I want really. that stuff to well, happen. Well, this, this cemetery is really small. It's a it's a it's yeah. a pretty small cemetery. We were able to walk around it in in no time. Pretty yeah. much the whole cemetery we walked around, except for that one corner. I didn't go in it, and I yeah. won't go in it. Yeah, but, um, I will. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. During the day, maybe I don't know. We've never been there during well, the day. See, that's so what it's been no. Middle we of did. the night when we go out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm so okay. are you down? And I, oh, I, yeah. I if we if we could do that, if we could get together and go out there during the day like we talked about, then go grab a bite to eat and come back that night and compare, I would love to do that. That'd be love great. to do that. Yeah, um, Luke Gross, my my Bigfoot mentor, doesn't live too far from there because we, we went to go interview him, and then we wanted to do two birds with one stone. I said, right. hey, let's, let's go back yeah. to Hallsville because like when Ash and I were out there, it was like 15 years ago, right? Yeah, it was in 2006. Yeah, so... And y'all went out in, in the freezing cold. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like November. Man, we got all kinds of activity. We got like rocks thrown at us. We had ice shines. We I had was like, ready to nice. be there all night, man. Yeah. And y'all wanted to leave because nice. it was cold. I did not want to leave. Well, Stephen probably wanted... <laughs> Stephen wanted to leave. Stephen was still kind of... Stephen wanted to leave. A he wee was, fella. He was <laughs> a baby. My my nephew was a baby, so he was... Thanks. Yeah. He, he might have seen them yeah did he not like see him across the road i think he's he saw the eye shines so okay. that kind of freaked him out and he was he was pretty scared yeah. and um yeah i saw the eye shines too it's just like it looked like you know those those reflectors like you put mm-hmm. on the end of a driveway yeah. yeah but like seven foot in the air way in the air and wow. you could just but just, there's no driveways out there yeah <laughs> and especially not up in the air in the middle of the woods yeah and yeah you, you would see those eye shines and then you just about start to like kind of and then it'd be gone mm-hmm. yeah and see that in what is the what is the name of that spring hill what is it oh, that was spring hill or something like that yeah. I, I don't remember i think it's spring hill 
Anyway, I got it. I have it saved on yeah. my on my work laptop, so I have it have the map on it. So yeah, I need to do it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For um, sure. For sure. Um, and no, show. You remember before we started this the podcast? Remember we were talking about religion and all that stuff, you right? Know, bringing into investigation. Um, I, I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's an important part. Um, I always ask, a, you know, the client, you know, are you religious? What's your religious views? Right. That way, if, say, they're Baptist or something, I can get a minister. Or if they're Jewish, I can get a rabbi. Or, right. You know, get somebody ready to go if we, mm-hmm. in case mm-hmm. we need them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I got my ordinate, ordinate. Ordination. Yes, I, I have such a hard time with words today. Um, I got that mm-hmm. um, for this purpose, but um, you know, I've been building on spiritually and religion because you know I feel like people need that, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, whatever you want to do. Um, but like Lauren and I, we just converted to Catholic today. Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, Catholicism uh, today and yes and we're getting ready to start our um, minor orders minor orders uh, in the priesthood so Mm -hmm. we're going to become priests this is not Roman Catholic this is old Catholic Catholic. so Mm -hmm. totally different Um, so we're going to go that route and maybe we can help with cases and stuff like that congratulations man thank you congrats when it comes to that sort of thing you know I when I had, you know, an organized team, we kind of were like, nah, not so much because we felt like not everybody's going to agree. But when right. it comes to that side, you know, that's why I kind of don't like teams. It's like, you know, do your own thing, but just kind of be in a, just let people know and be like, okay, is this cool? Yeah, okay, that's all it takes. And when people start being like, nope, this is how we're going to do it. You mean like a disclaimer? Like a disclaimer, yeah. yeah. And, and seeing we don't press yeah. any of that on right. you. Yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's totally fine mm-hmm. as, until someone starts telling you what's right and wrong. Yeah, no, we don't mm-hmm. do that. No, you don't. We don't. Do that. Uh, there's no excuse that's, for that's, it. I think it's in our rules. Yeah. yeah. It is. That is. That's good, actually, put that in there because it's it's important. That's, that's where – go ahead. I, I just think it's important that you provide that to the client. Yeah. The client needs. I do that with the group too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the the client gets to pick and choose when they want help, and yeah. I go, okay, mm-hmm. if we find out you have something going on in your yeah. house, how do you want to proceed? You know, stuff like that. So I think that that's important. And then if you're doing it to your members, you're putting a limitation on them, right? And they can't be yeah. freely to investigate how they investigate, right. and you're losing out when you do that. Yeah. yeah. So good point. I like that. I mean? we, yeah. don't, we don't put. I don't yeah. want to put a glass ceiling over no. my team's head. Mm-hmm. You know, where they can see the goal, but they can't reach yeah. it. I mean, um, there there's plenty of times we went independent because you know when we when we had our team, we associated a lot with the downtown program, the historical mm-hmm. society. We did a lot of fundraising for them, so of course, they probably wouldn't want you know let's a whole lot of stuff going on. But you know, there's a lot of times we just went with a group of people from other teams and went out here and just did whatever and was kind of. I wouldn't say unprofessional, but not as, or, you know, buttoned up, I guess you could say more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and yeah, she did a very good segue there because Tex Paranormal Expeditions of DFW is all about fundraising. We're mm-hmm. about to start some fundraisers and I'm going to do them in the future. Well, I'm getting one worked out right now and it's going to be for homeless veterans. Awesome. Um, oh go, my gosh. Yeah. We're going to go. <laughs> I'm a veteran. Lauren's a veteran. 
Uh, I'm a veteran. Awesome. Thank you for your service. Um, we're Thank gonna you have, for your service, both of you. It. Um, we're going to have um, two possibilities. Pretty strong possibilities. We're going to have two celebrities. I don't want to name who they are right now. Right. But they're going to do a guest appearance. We're going to do some kind of event. And okay. all the details aren't worked out right now, so I'm just That's teasing it a little not. bit. Right. Uh, but it when you see it, you're going to see it. Please let us know so we yeah. can so we can like let people yeah. know right. on the podcast. Man. I don't want to Absolutely. tell everybody who's involved. Right. Um, but there are... There are ways if anybody wants to jump out and, you know, give some ideas, throw some ideas mm-hmm. our way, you can hit us up on our, our email. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Texas Paranormal Expeditions, DFW, and that is DFW at gmail.com. There you go. She did a great job on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I messed it up. I, 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 I messed that up several yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Robert, yeah. I, you sent us to the porn site. Hey, hey, Brad! Uh, I, I want to tell you, I've, I, uh, I'm actually on the board and a division uh, coordinator for a. Uh, um, it's called the Warrior Division. The the nonprofit organization that I that I'm on the board with is uh, called Steel Hope, and the division that I'm the director of is the Warrior Division, Excellent. and it's for uh, for for veterans and stuff like that. So when we get off mic. Uh, maybe not tonight, but if, if you don't mind, if I grab your number or, or, or Robert can yes. just toss you, toss Robert, you my number. Yeah. He has my number too. And, uh, yeah, so we can, we can get together and we can talk, talk offline. Uh, cause, uh, veterans are, are, are very, obviously I'm a veteran, but, um, we do a lot of, uh, uh peer support and, um, and a lot of group support with, mm-hmm. with veterans and stuff. So I'd love to talk to you about that. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, we, we were going to do it. We're, we're trying to do it through the uh, Wounded Warrior Project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're really hard to get a hold of right now. Because have, of they the are hard to get a hold of. So. One, of one of my best friends that lives in Denton, he, um, Steve D. Wilson, yeah, he does this with this organization called Operation Encore. And their whole mm-hmm. thing is community outreach and to help veterans or active military. They're also musicians get their product out there help them record albums help yeah. them book shows maybe we can do it with both charities it is very possible i mean i'm yeah. not sure exactly I'm, I'm, but yeah the, the more the, the, the more the better yeah, yeah um, I would, the more the better i would i would like to do whenever whenever you get this out and going i'd like to do i'd like to do a podcast out there while you're yeah, doing this for so, sure so we could just like nab people right. and just like get them to talk on the mic and, and then yeah. there's a couple of people that i might want to get on mic for you okay that you can interview um because I don't want to say their name right now, but I'm right. I think their involvement would be great too. Um, I just want okay. this to be like a pretty good thing so we can raise some money. And Absolutely. with these two charities, maybe it'll go to local mm-hmm. people that need help, right? You know, vets that need help instead yeah. of internationally. I know with, with his, um, I think I think they're based out of San Francisco, but they have you know he's in Denton and there's it's just all over. Yeah, you know? so and. Uh, we can help yeah. internationally yeah, still, and local. So whatever we need still, to do. Still hopes, uh, yeah. still hopes headquartered in uh, Mineral Wells. Yeah, okay. that's where in, we. Uh, hey, that's actually where we want to have the event. What a coinky dink! That's they. They have a ranch out there. Mm. X. Oh, still wow. hope has a has a ranch out there. Yeah, we'll definitely get together I'm, for sure. We we got to talk about this off mic. Yes, and, we do. Uh, and see what we we can do because uh, veterans are near and dear to my heart. And uh, and I don't. Anyway, let's talk about it off mic. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get out too many deep. Yeah, we're we're. 
this did, is this is an inside joke here. We're one minute and twenty six seconds in. Seconds. Well, that, did you notice that, that one word perfect. that just happened? What synchronicity? Synchronicity, yeah. Synchronicity. Are on the right Hellier, yeah. Everything, everything yes. happens for a reason. <laughs> Man. So I'm I got you. I got you set up for this just for that. Yeah, I mean it was like it never stops, man. So <laughs> awesome, man! I really appreciate. I thank you guys for letting us come on. Yes, here. You know, I I feel that there's yeah. still more you could talk about. Oh, oh I could yeah. go on forever, man. all night. Um, let's let's work a deal where I get you back on, uh, like a part mm-hmm. two to this. Okay. And I've I've. I, I got to get you back on because I, I just think we just touch just like the the tip of the iceberg on it stuff. That that with Absolutely. Yeah. I hope it flows out like this on Tuesday night. It will if you carry it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be on a radio show. It's what? Through yeah, 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 yeah. Junkyard yeah. Radio? Yeah. Uh, go, let's, let's go ahead and plug that. You're going to be on uh, the dark side of the insanity on uh, the Paranormal Junkyard channel. On Tuesday night at 9 a.m. With James. Or p.m., sorry. <laughs> Tuesday night Man, at 9 a.m. <laughs> Early night. Depending it's on Sunday. where you're right. right. With uh, you James. Talk about dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. Hey, my life's been pretty crazy these last couple of weeks. So I have a lot on my table. Um, this, is, this, is, this is pretty much um, Brad Freeman week. There isn't you go. It, Red right? Freeman week. We need one of those. <laughs> so we're having it now. <laughs> You're on the podcast. We need to like get and the first week of June shall be government involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, Put it on a calendar. Yeah. You guys you guys have any shout-outs? Any what? Any shout-outs to anybody? Yeah. Actually, I want to shout-out to my best bud, Michael Bradburn. Um, I also want to shout-out to Dan and uh, Connie Lafave. Lafave, I'm sorry. Uh, in Old Park um, Hotel. Old Park Hotel in Ballinger, Texas. Yes. Um, and I want to say hey to my team, Thomas, Tim, Crystal, Rob, Allison, and Stephanie. Stephanie is a really funny person. I have fun with her. <laughs> okay. like we have a good time. We have a really good time. <laughs> Lauren, you got anybody you want to do a shout-out to? No, nobody? No, I can't think of anything. Oh, come on. Yeah. Without you guys... We want to have we a team. We wouldn't be us. Yeah. We want it. Well, we we're, we're happy to have you on, and uh, we got we got to have you back on, man. And Pentex. Yeah. And Pentex. Pentex yeah. Love Pentex. Thank Probably you, guys. one of the best paranormal groups I'm on in Facebook. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, the only paranormal group I'm on on Facebook because yeah. I hate Facebook groups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I know you, you're doing it, you know. But the structure of it. You know, I pop mm-hmm. in every now and again, shake shit up, and then leave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> The structure of it just yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So I agree. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. Yeah. And thanks Sounds thanks good. for being on and uh, and uh, let me know when I'll, I'll post that that other interview with uh, cool. Dark Side the Insanity. And if anybody has any questions out there, just DM me on Facebook. Yep. I'll answer your questions. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is the segment where we do wrestling talk with Earl the Pearl. Earl, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm still working like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the way you say dog. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually from uh, I, love I Love You, Man. I Love You, Man. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> And we can jump right into it. Uh, did you watch the yeah. Did you watch the double or nothing? You know I did, man. You know I did. Oh, so good! Like 
It was, oh. it was probably like the best pay per view of the year so far. I, I want to say. I, I think so. I just like. Uh, so like I have a thing. Like I know I know with wrestling, everybody uh, has their own opinions. That's what's great about wrestling. You may not like something. That's cool. That's your opinion. I like something. But like um, my favorite thing out of everything is when they make something that you absolutely know does not have any impact whatsoever mm-hmm. and they sell it. Yeah. Like I know like you were last week talking about how much like Jericho, like Jericho is so good. Like his mind is, is great. Like he invented, he invented, um, you know, uh, money in the bank. He was the one that came up with this, with the, with the stadium stampede and all that good stuff. But like the selling, like the rubber cones, <laughs> Like you, you hit them and you see it bend and they go, ah, like you just stab them in the back with a knife. Yeah. Those kind of things make me laugh so, so much. And then I liked, I'm just going to say what part I liked a lot was like when they were doing the Matt Hardy skit yeah. and he was under the water, he's like, Woo, and he's doing the version, the version one, 2.0 hand signal and stuff. Yeah. And it's, oh, just, just those little things. Like they took the, they took the, um, they took the little, uh, cones and they hit them with it or, or like the, the, the wheelchair thing. And it's just, that's what I love. It's like when you know, this has no effect at all. And then you can, but it's a talent though, because it takes them to sell it yeah. and it actually looks like it hurts. But then you remember, wait a minute, that's, that's a foam finger. You can't be hurt from a foam finger, but that's my favorite part. And, and the stadium stampede match had so much of that in it. And I yeah. loved it so much. Yeah, it, it did. Um, <clears throat> let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start from the beginning. Um, yes, the the pre-show, the best friends versus uh, private mm. party, and I, you know, I, I I like private party. I think I think they mm-hmm. work well with other people, and it mm-hmm. and it and it shows. It shows like during yeah. the match. But I knew they were going to push best friends because they they've been on a, a win streak. So good. There was a moment that I watched that, and I was like, I might be wrong, because I even said, like, last week, like, they put the division on their back, and they were moms, like, they're going to give this to private party, and then there was that, and I became, you know, I became the, I became the mark. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to win it. Yeah. And then they, I was like, oh, I knew they were going to win. <laughs> I, I, I was, for the, like, my son, like, he watches, like, we watch, like, Holy Moly or uh, Ultimate uh-huh. Tag or wrestling, and he'll root for the person, and right before they get to the three pound, he's like, he's like, oh, this person, yeah, I was right, I picked the person to win. And that's, that's what it was like. It's like, oh, Carter Party's gonna win. Not big friends, best friends, I knew it. I knew it the whole time, best friends. So that, they got me on that match. They, they suckered me in. What, you know, what I like about AEW is that they, they, they actually listen, they actually listen to, you know, it seems like they're listening to the fans, because if, the the writing mm-hmm. the writing kind of shows it, and then like they push yeah. the they wish they push the people that you think that they're going to push, and it you know so far I haven't seen any surprises whenever it comes to pushing people, so I I, uh, I, I kind of like it. Now the the one that when we get to the whole mystery man, like I knew they would probably push the mystery man, yeah. But I like in my brain, I was like I was like they with the whole Darby Allen thing, I was like. I was like, man, they've been doing angle with Darby Allen and Taz. I'm like, Darby Allen's got to win this. And then the mystery man came out and I was shocked who it was. Yeah, I was too. But then I was like, I thought of what you said. And whenever we were talking last week and you were like, Oh, I hope, 
I forget who it was, goes to Impact. They really need him. And I hadn't watched Impact in forever. I thought Cage was still, I thought Brian Cage was still with Impact. And when I seen him show up, my first thought was, oh no, Bobby's going to be upset. They took away one of Impact's greatest talents. But then I found out he was on free talent, free, free range or whatever you call it. And I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. But it still sucks, though, because Impact, I mean, he was really good in Impact. Yeah, he was. But I was he, happy to see him. He he left Impact, I think, the same time uh, John Morrison did. So oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. So Morrison's been gone from from Impact for a while, and so has Brian. And um, and I don't know. I I I, I was kind of surprised, but I was I was kind of happy. I said, oh, okay, that that total makes sense. But he's he is a beast, man. That guy. That guy he really is. He can do moon salts, and he can like jump over the top rope and I, I've seen him yeah. do it on Lucha Underground. I've seen it do it on like impact. So <laughs> that's what we talked about at the party. I was at last week because uh, I didn't even, I didn't even text. I didn't message you about it. And I was like, I saw one guy was King Cuerno, but it wasn't, I was like, I was like, NXT's got a lot of, he has a lot of impact people. And then my friend Daryl was talking about, he's like, he's like, but AEW does too. And then they started naming them off. I was like, Oh, that's right. AEW does have a bunch of impact people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my thing is this though, like I, I was wondering for a moment and then I got to looking at him again, like there's been a lot of interviews with him and he says he'll never go to WWE because his, his P is toxic. Yeah. But, but then if you look at him now compared to like Lucha Underground or even when he was wrestling in AAA, he's not as big. So my thing is, is like, it's like, is he still using, is he not as much? But then I'm like, what is AEW's? My, my mind goes to, well, what's AEW's stance on steroids? Right. Because, because WWE got put in those steroid trials in the eighties and he barely made it out alive. If it wasn't for Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that too, the same way, because uh, I didn't, I you know, for some reason, I didn't think he was going to go to WWE. I, I just, I never, yeah. I never thought of that. So I just, yeah. But I, I mean, so my uh, question is, yeah, yeah what's the wellness, what's the wellness protocol for AEW? Yeah, yeah, no, right. But uh, yeah, Brian Cage, Dar- uh, Darby Allen did some wild stuff on that on a <gasps> casino ladder match. Mm, did you see, mm. Did you see the stuff he was doing? Yes, I'm like I looked at it and I said, "You want a broken ankle? That's how you get a broken ankle." But it, he he was actually on AEW un, unrestricted podcast this past week, and he was talking about all, was he? Yeah, he was doing all, he was doing all kinds of stuff uh, before he got into wrestling. He was doing stuff for like for Tony Hawk, like Tony Hawk, and I think ridiculousness was asking him. Oh to, wow, was asking him to do like wild stuff. So he was doing the wilder stuff he, as he could to get paid. Cause like he would, mm-hmm. he would submit like videos and videos and videos. And if they actually picked it, then he would get paid. So he was doing a lot of wild stuff even back then. Wow. And, um, That's crazy. It is. So, but I, I really, really like him a lot. So, and, um, they had, they had Cole Cabana, they had Orange Cassidy, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Joey Janela. He, he stepped in for uh Ray, Ray Phoenix. Cause Ray, cause Ray got hurt like on that, mm-hmm. the, the, on Dynamite the week before. Uh, Scorpio yep. Sky, Frankie Kazarian, uh, Kip Sabian, and uh, Jimmy Havoc was involved, but he wasn't even in the match. So <laughs> no, it was like they had like how many people they have in the match? Was yeah. it like seven or nine? No uh, matter what it was, it was yeah. it was the roster plus two because Penelope Ford even got involved. Yeah, 
Luchasaurus was there, and I think uh, Marco Stern was there, I think. I can't remember. I don't know if Marco Stern was in it. I can't remember. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. But it was a good match, though. Yeah. It was really good. I, I like their version of Money in the Bank. I think it's really good. Yeah, big old casino chip. So that was that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but uh, Darby stood out the most for me, and... Um, I was um I was pretty it was I was laughing whenever um Orange Cassidy came out took his time walking out slow and so, <laughs> so like he, I love how they announced him it's great <laughs> Wayne whatever from man Wayne whatever <laughs> he's oh he's so good but he that character works really well because he has taken years. He's like the opposite of Shinsuke Nakamura. Like Shinsuke took years to become Swagsuke and in JP in JPW, yeah. And Orange Cassidy took years to become the the guru of Zen. Yeah, I think. See, I don't think he would ever make it to WWE because like Vince wouldn't understand no. him at all. They would treat him just like they did Shinsuke or yep. Cesaro or yep. Chad Gable or anybody else like that. He wouldn't even wrestle. He'd just show up like between matches and. Or mm-hmm. during interviews or something, but anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I have this in order the the list I gave you, but um, yeah. The uh, let's see what I got next is MJF versus Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. That was actually a pretty good match. Uh, as much as he MJF is really good at the eighties heel. Yeah, he's actually he's actually really good at wrestling. Like I know a lot of people. Like I said, he's really good. Like he's his persona twenty four seven. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's a decent wrestler. I really do. I like I like everything about MJF, and I love everything about Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, how the JR says his name, but it was really good. I was very very. I was very happy with that match. I thought it was really good. Did you know that MJF came from Kurt Hawkins' wrestling school? No. Yeah. Did he really? Yep. Him, him God, and Kurt Hawkins and Chris Statlander came from. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. I'm happy. I'm happy that, like I said, they never used Kurt Hawkins right. No. He was really good, and he was a great tag team specialist. But I'm glad. I'm glad that that he that they both came from there. That's really cool. Yeah, um, Chris Statlander versus Pen- Penelope Ford. She yes. she she subbed in for uh, Doctor Britt Baker, uh, <laughs> the role model. Yeah, and so <laughs> she apparently she I I, was, I went back and looked at AEW Dynamite trying to figure out when she got hurt. I couldn't I couldn't seem to find it. Yeah, it was whenever they threw Nyla Rose on her. Oh, okay. That was that was when she she was in the corner. Yeah, like when Nyla Rose landed, you could actually see like the leg bend the wrong way. Oh man. Um, but yeah, because I had I remember I saw uh, before I watched it because I watched it on Saturdays um, on the app on the TNT app, and I had seen someone talk about the botches that had happened with like Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Britt Baker. And they had showed a picture where it happened, so I had that reference point. Like, I knew where it was going to happen, but it was just like a, a still shot picture. But then when I watched it in real time, I was like, oh, that leg went the wrong way. Like, when it landed, you could tell, like, it looked like she tried to move her leg, but yeah. didn't get to it at the right time, and it bent. Like, instead of going 
up and down, it bent down to up, like how you hyperextend yeah, it. Yeah. But it was worse because Nyla Rose laid there for a little bit and she couldn't get out. And I was like, oh, that really does suck. Oh, she's the new, um, what's her name? Nia Jax. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, don't get me started on her. Like, I like, I like her, but. And she, when you start hurting way too many people, I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't care who's your cousin. I don't care who your cousin is. You got to stop. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Chris Statlander, Penelope Ford, that was actually a pretty good match, too. Mm-hmm. And, Penelope Ford's uh, a good wrestler. Yeah, she is. She is. And I, I'm glad she's finally starting to show it. And she took that opportunity and she ran with it. So it was good. She sure did. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. I actually liked the build-up to this one, even though they didn't really have a, lo- a whole lot of build-up because um, Sean Spears did a really good job of, <laughs> of of promoting this match, even though it wasn't really a match, but it kind of was. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like their approach because, like, Impact has an incredible habit of not building up a match, and they'll just, like, throw a match together, and that really irritates the crap out of me. But, but, I, thought, but I thought he did a good job of this. Yeah, you know, it was it was definitely a squash match. Yeah, and I like I like how AEW does squash matches. Yeah, like Sean Spears, people are like, oh, he's getting buried in WWE. I mean AEW, but he's not. Like like the the problem that I have is you have WWE marks, you have AEW marks, mm-hmm. then you have Smarks. Yeah, and then you, and then I I I like to think I know what's going on, but then I don't really know because I just use common sense. Like when I like talking about WWE, just for a quick example, um, Nia Nia uh, Nia Jax. Whenever Oscar the first week she was a champion, and then Carrie Sane went one way, she went the other. Showed to Carrie Sane, and I was like, oh, she's going to attack Carrie Sane because that's just common sense. That's what you do, right? Um, so I like to look at it that way, and I'm wrong a lot whenever I'm like, oh, they're going to do this. Oh, no, they didn't do that. But when they squash, like, like Sean Spears is getting more of a push now than he did in WWE yeah. um, when he went to the main roster. But, like, it was a good – the way they approached the squash match was really good. It's like he came out and was obnoxious. Like, Dustin Rose's music hit. I paid them to do that. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is actually really going to happen. They did a game. He's like, no, no. No, guys, I just paid you one time, and he is watching his side, and I was like, oh, Dustin's going to come from behind. Like, I thought yeah. that from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys, turn it off. And, yeah, <laughs> and then he did it, and and Sean Spears, usually like a WWE squash match, getting up is an offensive move for the other person, and then they yeah. get squashed. But he had a couple offensive moves. Good job. Um, they have a couple of offensive moves, but then he ultimately got beat. And that was the story that could, should have been like, oh, you're going to challenge me and make fun of me. Well, I'm going to show you why I am Dustin Rhodes right. or Dustin Reynolds or whatever. But it was still a squash match. Like, he didn't really get any good big moves off. He got a couple offensive ones. Yeah. But, but yeah, I like AEW's version of squash matches because they do let the other person, even whenever you have, like, uh, and uh, what was it? Who Chris? Uh, whoever fought Pineapple Pete? Chris Jericho. Like you Jericho, knew Pineapple yeah. Pete wasn't going to win, but he still got some really good moves. Or like whenever yeah. Sean Spears comes out and wrestles nameless jobber that you had to know because you had to watch AEW Dark. Yeah, he got a couple off, and then he gets mad. MJF does the same things. Like he wrestled, got hit in the face by Marco Stunt, and Marco Stunt got some moves off. And for a moment, you're like, oh, Marco Stunt might actually win. But it was still a squash match because MJF 
still won. He just got cocky, and then the person capitalized on it. Right. It's like um, you, you got to have Dustin win every now and then because he's he's too busy putting people over. So you got to you like 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 to sell it like to sell it. He's got to win sometimes, mm-hmm. right? You got to win it. You really do. You got to win sometimes, and then and then you push people over, and that's and that's what that's what and they do. That's what he does. Exactly, and he and every little thing giving Sean Spears the win, you know, they long term book, which I like because WWE had a real, you know, yeah. they have really bad issues on that one, but they're long term booking, like they're setting up storylines left and right, and it's not right away, but they get back to them. They don't just start it and then leave it alone. Two or three weeks, now that storyline's back in full force. Yeah. So I like I like what they're doing. They're doing really good. Um, Cody versus uh, the Murder Hawk. Oh, man, we were we both were right on that one. Like I said, we yeah. said something. There had to have been uh, uh, either a cockiness or a mistake. Yeah, and it had all of that in it. I yeah. thought it was real. I thought the story they told was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Murder Hawk was on Jericho's podcast like the week before. And, really? And was he, it good? Yeah, it was actually really, really good. And he told Jericho that he was going to kick Cody's ass. He goes, "I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kick his ass." <laughs> so, but, uh, Don't miss words. But uh, I really like it because, like, he talked a lot about Japan and the culture there, and it was really, really good. So, um, <clears throat> I, I thought I the only thing that really gets me about this match or the that thing, this this championship match was. I'm like a big believer in finishing moves. You know, if you're going to use a finishing move, yes. let it be a finishing move. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know. Cause impact's really, really bad about that. They'll, they'll let people do like three finishing moves and they still kick out of stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I like, I, I liked, I like this match, but I just, you know, um, if you're going to use, if you're going to use a, a finishing move, you know, use a finishing move and in, in the match, mm-hmm. but, but other yeah. than that, other than that, I really, really liked it a lot. It was really good, it, like really entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I thought and you you talked about Mike Tyson and and, and what he got involved yeah, in. It. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, he did, and it was it was really good. It was because like, you you could kind of tell that he they probably told him what to do or, or script it, and mm-hmm. he probably didn't even listen to it. He probably just gonna do whatever he wants to do. No. <laughs> the two things, the only things I really got upset about. One was was bad, but the other one was I called it and I was like, Mike Tyson doesn't know what he's doing. Was he yawned at one point and that became a really big meme. And I was like, that's really bad because, like we talked about earlier, the A, the WWE marks will put all those out there like, oh, even Mike Tyson was bored by their product. And I was like, mm, you shouldn't have put that. I was like, it's not, it's not his fault because he's. 60 something years old yeah but it's the cameraman's fault why did you pay like there was times they panned over to him and i'm like why this is the stupidest thing he he's doing nothing keep it on the that's what i hate is when they pan to someone yeah and they do something stupid and they have to go back really quick i'm like just don't go over there unless it's something that you've told him to do like the part where he was like punching like getting yeah. into it yeah pan to that that's something you should see yeah. oh look he's he's engaged in the product he's excited about the product don't pan over when he's in the corner and yawning i'm like that just makes your product look bad yeah the other part that i thought was funny is when he came out he took a shirt off and ah, jake the snake sold so well with his face like he was crying 
but that's what helped build up that little bit of a, a distraction because <laughs> yeah. Murderhawk turned around. Murderhawk turned around. But then the part that got me upset was is the cameraman again. Like he kept it pawned, uh, panned over to Mike Tyson, and he didn't know what to do. So he went one way, and they told him, "No, go back to your seat." He's all like, "Oh." Then he just looked like a weak old man. It's like you just built him up to to beat up Jake the Snake, and he was generally scared yeah. of you. And then you don't know where you're going. I'm like, why are you scared of an old man? I, I yeah. mean, clearly he's confused. So I got upset about, I didn't get upset with them. I got upset with AEW's cameraman yeah. or camera crew or executives backstage. I'm like, you've done some really not what you should do in a match. Because yeah. if that was WWE and they did that, you know how many people would be on the bandwagon like, oh, look, WWE yeah. stinks. Yeah. So that's the only part I got mad about that match was it, the camera people. That's that's really good to point that out. I really, really like that. That's pretty good. Um, Sheeta versus Nyla uh, uh, Rose. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, it was. Did you, did you, I mean, because like we did we I can't remember whether we said we thought Rose was going to retain or not. Do you remember? I don't, I don't remember. I don't, re- I don't remember either, but I, I, I said if they did, they, if, if she lost, they would have to make Sheeta work for it. And they did. Like yeah. she went through, she went through heck and back. She went to a table, but they let her have good moves. It wasn't like mm. I, I said, I remember saying if she does win, like Nyla Rose is going to dominate like, three quarters or more of the match. And they did do that. She did dominate. Yeah. Actually, but she'd uh, actually, take her spot. You, 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 I, I do recall now that you actually did say that. Yeah. That she was so going to the she, they, she dominate most of the match, but okay. Yeah. So that's, it was good though. The way they set it up, it wasn't like murder, 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 murder. Oh, quick, quick. And you're done. They like yeah. staggered it. You know what I'm saying? And then, that's a really good tattoo, Bubba. Um, but they but they let her win with her knee strike. Like they set it up. She got hit in the the face. They they did it right. Like she is dominating. She is getting beat up. She got put through a chair. I mean a table. So she found a kendo stick and she hit her and it dazed her. And then she hit her with the knee and knocked her out. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Like you said about the whole finisher, finisher, finisher pin. I liked the way they did it because. Some other places have a really bad thing of I'm beating you up. Oh look, this kendo stick came out of nowhere. Bam, the match is over. Yeah. Like they, like they build the matches really well, and that's that's what I really like. So I like the whole progression that they did. Um, John Moxley versus um, Brody Lee. I really really like this match. That was like I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, had had I not seen the uh, the. Uh, the uh, the the end the end product of this, I would have I would have said this this was the match of the night. So, yes, yes, <clears throat> and was, I agree with that. It was really really good. I I thought it was like they, it it kind of to be honest to be honest, it showed that they were like had worked together before and they were like so in tune mm-hmm. with each other and mm-hmm. uh, where they were like <laughs> I was really impressed whenever they both like n- like kicked each other at the same time outside of the ring. I go, man, yeah. that's some good timing. <laughs> that's some good timing. I mean, it was just like, you know, they they end up going through the stage. I said, man, I thought I thought someone got a really bad concussion on that one. It looked like it. So um, we debated because the way, but you got to remember, like your like what you come from. Like when WWE does something like that, you can tell it's it's there. Yeah, like I. 
I because we had to go back and look at it. Like I was like, yes, they knew that was going to happen, but I was like, he, I was like, I was like, it was a great spot, but I was like, man, and you could tell that was going to happen. But then you go back and look at it, and some of the wood is is it was was jagged. Like it looks yeah. like. It was broke, not like pre-cut, but like broke. Maybe they, they just did enough to do it. So when you did it, it was the realism. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought everything about that was, and I thought that they protected Brody Lee. Yeah, I really did because because yeah, Moxley only beat him because like what you said. Even if he didn't get a concussion, they made it look like he did. Yeah. So now he's he went through. He, you could even like when he comes back on TV. I was like, you could even use the whole thing of the, who built this ramp. That's shoddy. I wouldn't have lost if it hadn't been yeah. for that ramp. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's a great way to protect your your big draw guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yep. it's like if it hadn't been for this, I would have won. You're like, you know, you're absolutely right. You were doing really good. You should have won that match. But this happened, so I thought I thought it was great storytelling and great everything uh, all around. I thought I thought it was a good hard earned victory. Yeah, um, the elite versus the inner circle that the match mm. that I enjoyed. I know, I know we talked about it in the very beginning, but it was yeah, that was so enjoy. I was laughing so hard. Uh, Ash at, on, on our podcast, Ash was saying yeah. that I enjoyed it so much that I was, she heard me laughing. <laughs> so this <laughs> so. had. So many good elements in it, and yeah. I, I get upset. Like I was reading uh, wrestling form today because of the whole uh, Shad Gaspar thing. Yeah, someone was like, "Oh, it was tasteless." They were trying to drown Matt Hardy even less than a week. I didn't even get that when I was watching that. I'm like, yeah. it's a street fight. Um, like uh, the two guys from LAX. I mean, like their whole thing is it's hurting people. Why wouldn't they use the pool? I mean, I never, yeah. I didn't really even correlate that together, and I, I still don't. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm, I'm dumb and naive. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't see it that way. I, I thought as I didn't either. So I thought as like the pool of rejuvenation. Like they put him in it. He's going to come out as somebody else because that's the story I've been told from from Impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the very beginning, he has a lake of rejuvenation. Doesn't matter where it's at. And, so that's that's the way I thought. And then plus one of one of Matt Hardy's gifts is that he can hold his water. I mean, hold his water, hold his, his breath underwater for a long period of time. So, I think he even had that in one of his little backpacks. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But no, it had everything. I I, I loved it. I I love that they that they that they had uh, 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 Hangman Page on a horse. Yeah. That he he seriously couldn't find anybody, so he made his horse stay, and he went to go drink. And then that that was a really good little thing they had because you had. <laughs> Hager and him drinking together, and then they had the bar fight, and they even did the cool little stereotypical Wild yeah. West scene where they <laughs> it just had so, it had so many really good elements. And they even brought back fan service. They brought back him being chased yeah. by Matt Hardy and, yep. and Omega, um, and then they had, and they had football. They just had everything, and I've seen a lot of people get upset. And Jim Cornette voiced his opinion. Yeah, his nineteen his nineteen fifty six mentality. Caught your eye on Raw this week. Um, the two things I like where they're going with the Bobby Lashley and MVP thing. Mm-hmm. I have said I don't know if I've said with you or not on the air or not. MVP doesn't need to wrestle. No. Like he's a great wrestler. I'm not saying his skill level, 
But like, even with, like we talked about, like the wrestlers, but when Vice did after the dark side of the wrestling, he's even talked about, you know, I need to hang my boots up. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting any younger, but he can be the manager. He's a great vocal. He's great on the mic. His charisma, mm-hmm. he knows how to get people mad at him. He can, he can mentor Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby Lashley in his own right is a good wrestler. You know what I'm saying? He's been around for a long time. Yeah. But if you're going to bring him back, why not make it a second chance story? Like, look, you've yeah. been overlooked. Let's show them why you should be this guy. So I like that. And I like whenever he, he punked Lana, like, we need to talk. Nope, no, we don't. And he just yeah. kept walking. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. Don't, don't conversate with her because that just is that's silly there's no reason to like look i'm busy i'm making stuff happen i don't need to talk and that's how it happens in real life you know what i'm saying so yep. i like that that was really great and then i just like um what was the other part on um just the progressions i mean drew mcintyre yeah he he does a lot of fan service and stuff like that but um i liked that the plexiglass like when they were fighting at the very end, it yeah. sounded like hockey, like they were being checked into the boards and I liked it. I thought that added a lot of good extra sound effects. Cause I love sound effects in wrestling. I like it when it sounds real. Yeah. And I think that was a really good added bonus to that. The, the, like the thing that stood out with me is that they finally got Apollo Crews a championship. Finally. That's true. Yes. So I was pretty happy with that. And then, um, Almost like he blows up and starts like slamming stuff around and gets upset. So <laughs> that was that to me. That that's that stood out and to me, that stood out more than anything. I said, finally, he finally wins. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's great. It's sad what had to happen for him to win it, yeah. but I'm very happy. And I hope they don't make it be like. Do you remember like the mid the mid early two thousands? Like take Jack, Jack Hager, for instance, like he had the belt and then a week or two later, they took it off of him, and then they gave it to another guy and they just played hot potato with the belt for like three years. I hope they don't do that to Apollo Crews. I hope they at least let him keep it for at least like, I want him to have a good title defense at whatever pay-per-view and then he can lose it, you know, a month or two later. Yeah. But I'm afraid that he's not even going to get any time on backlash and then no. he's going to lose it. He's going to lose it on Monday Night Raw, and they're not really going to let him shine for what he can do because he is such a great wrestler. He, they should at least let him hold on to um, SummerSlam. I think that would be great. Yeah, because he's so good, and then that would give other wrestlers chances to to fight for it. <clears throat> I don't care if he holds that title and fights ninety seven mid carters yeah. and wins. You know what I'm saying? At least you're giving them shots. And that's what I, I think they should do is give other people shots at it. Yeah. Give it till SummerSlam and let someone else beat them, mm. but at least let him show what he can do because they have not let him showcase at all. Um, you want to talk about impact or skip it? You can talk about impact. I, I don't, I, my, my receiver apparently is anti access TV and it doesn't record it. <laughs> The only thing, only thing, only thing that stood out for me on this one was, um, yeah. my, Michael England lost to Trey uh, for the number one's contenders. Oh. So you got Ace Austin and Trey going for two X division guys fighting yeah. fighting for the the shot at the number one Impact World Championship. 
So I I don't I know. Moose. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, actually, Moose Moose is 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 actually he he was doing some side some some background some um, vaccine segments where he was telling Trey because if he wins, he should come after the TNA title, not the Impact title. Yeah. So that's I don't. They're working it. They're working it to do that. So I mean, I that's <laughs> only, that's the only thing that that actually makes me happy about that that, that they're writing about that is that they're they're doing that. So because nice. I think everything Moose does is great, and every, everything that 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 he's a part of, I, I want to watch, uh-huh. and, and I'm I, I'm invested in it. So that's that's me how I look at it. The rest of the stuff, I you know, some of the stuff is I go, why are they doing that? That that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But uh, that's just me. But yeah, you want to touch on? You don't want to touch? Do you want to touch on anything from AEW from Dynamite this week, or do you want to skip that? Uh, yeah, I mean, this just two things. Okay, because um, I watched it, I thought it was really great. Um, I really thought in the very beginning, what, uh, the part that made me laugh in the beginning when they were talking about the boxes of the T-shirts, mm. when he was like, "Well, you know, I forget the guy's name." Overall, da da, his hair, his hair. He's like, "No, no," he just gave us a really good deal, and then Jericho's like. And he had his hand on his head. I was really thinking that they were going to do a reference. Like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Like, he, I'm like, I'm surrounded by idiots. I thought that was great. Like, Jericho is, is so good, and, and he's golden on everything he does. Yeah. Like, I love it. Um, but the other thing is, is um, Britt Baker came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, that she, I like that she calls Rebel Reba. <laughs> yeah. And she had and she had the conspiracy theory board. Yeah, and I just love it when anybody talks yeah, good cause about. Because like, um, like she's got yeah. a, she's got the pop, man. They all know it, and so they're they're just going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and I like whenever they bring any light to the greatest referee of of, of any promotion. Yeah, uh, I was happy about that. Aubrey, yes, Aubrey. Oh, she's such a good referee. Like, like I've like. I don't know if she's as good as the referee that got hit by uh, by um, uh, Roddy Piper mm-hmm. and sold all three all three ropes. Yeah, have you seen that video? Like that ref to me is like the golden standard of refs. Like he he's not even a wrestler, but he sold like he got knocked out. Like he hit every single rope on the way down. Um, but she is, she's always seems to be in the right position. Like I yeah. really like her repping skills. But yeah, the heels stood out on AEW. I thought it was great. Everything that happened on with the heel work and mm-hmm. everything was really, really good. And I like that they even let, uh, like, Tony Jones didn't know what to do with his hands. Like, yeah. he was like, oh, Mike, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that's what stood out on AEW. They let, they let the heels have a really good shining time this week, and I was very happy about that. Um, Brett Baker and Aubrey are really, they're like best friends. Are they really? Yeah. That's good times. Yeah, because like, like uh, Britt Brit was telling the story about when she got a concussion, uh, like a really bad concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like during Dynamite, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever her and Aubrey had first met, and Aubrey uh, was in um, like four floors below um, Britt in her like um, hotel room, and that she would go like yeah. every, every hour to go knock on her door and open it and make sure that she didn't fall asleep and stayed up. Oh, that's cool. And that's so cool. They, they're really, really close, and so... I thought that was funny because anytime she's picking on her, which she mm-hmm. was, she was during, you know, during that uh, segment was awesome. Yeah. Yes. So, but um, that's great. The other thing that also is good guy, Matt Hardy. Like 
the one guy from yeah. Private Party that got hurt. Like Matt Hardy literally went yeah. over and was like, "Hey, let's get you out." Like I, I like that. Like yeah. like he even though even though they just wrestled, he's like, "Look, I need to go take care of this guy. He's hurt." Yeah. So those are the things that that stood out. Like I was I was I have nothing bad to say about Dynamite. It was yeah. really good. It was actually really it was really really good week. And FTR um, showed up. Yes, I was. Yeah. So. I was I was kind of confused because I thought they were going to go by the uh, Rhea Vault and they didn't use that name. They can't because of that lawsuit. Well, the 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 uh, Re- revival is is their oh, name. Oh, that's right. They, they that's right. They change it to uh, the uh, Revolt, and I was I was surprised. That why why are they not saying that? I go, what the hell? I guess they're just being generic. FTR It's like let's just not get in trouble for anything. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't attack the Young Bucks, which I thought they were going to do, and. Mm-hmm. The so swerve, you got you. The swerve got you, man. Yeah, yeah. So you, you got hornswoggled. It's okay, man. I'm I'm all right with it. Yeah, because I back good I, times. I like those guys a lot. They they're great yep. and they work well with other people and they like mm-hmm. they 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 care about pushing other people and so and making sure that they they're they're heal. <sighs> so just let them. Sh- I just I'm just excited about the possibilities of them showing what they can do. Yeah. Um. And so ex- that's what I'm excited about. NXT, what what stood out for you, man? NXT this week. Uh, very the thing that stood out for me was Keith Lee's back, and I like that they're letting him show his relationship with Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. That made me very happy. And then the other thing was uh, Adam Cole and Adam Cole and William Regal's banter. <laughs> that made me yeah. so happy. Because Adam Cole got, I mean, I'm sorry, William Regal got Adam Cole when he's like, you're acting like a baby. And yeah. then he's like, he's like, like oh, one. yeah. And then he turns around and, and without missing a beat, makes fun of him. He's like, hey, been the same, you've been a man's man. I was like, oh, oh, he got, because I, that song and that whole video yeah. package of man's man for William Regal, I watched that at least. I would say at least four times a year. Like I'm feeling down. I'm like, ah, William Regal's man, man. I watch it. It just makes me laugh. I was, I was, I forgot what I was doing when I was watching that. I was doing something else, uh, and then I stopped and I went over there and started. <laughs> I went over there and like rewinded it and started watching it again. So it was, it was actually pretty funny. But uh, they're just so. Both of them are so good, and I don't know what William Regal drinks, but like he's gotten better not like not like more handsome or anything like that but i mean like from when he was wrestling like i was like oh god you've got the rick flair syndrome you need to leave it alone but then he became the the general manager of nxt and i'm like i feel like he could still put on a really good wrestling match with someone i'm like i really want to see william regal fight someone now yeah so but i love william regal i've loved him ever since wcw yeah so he was good i mean he's I think whenever, whenever like the later part of his career, he was like he was uh, mm-hmm. the squash king. But um, but it was yeah, okay. it was that's okay. true. But that's um, what stood out to me. I liked I liked what they did. I liked those segments really good, and I, I was happy to see the Velveteen Dream for a moment. So it was all good. Um, Drake Maverick. What are they, man? What did they do with that? I mean, I'm I'm kind of confused a little bit. I was too. We we I talked to my friend Joey because we talked all the time, and I told Joey. Um, when we watched Silver Nothing, I was like, you would be Orange Cassidy because he's literally like, uh, whatever. But we were talking, and I was like, Drake Maverick for the win. And he said, and, and it made me laugh, I almost spit out my coffee. He was like, if they don't let him win, WWE is doing the biggest butt ever to let him get there and then just let him get beat. 
I was yeah. like, that's really – so I, I agree. If, if, if they're going to let him win because he's got the backing, they need to rehire him. But I haven't yeah. seen them said they've rehired him or anything. So I think it's going to be really, really poopish if they let him go to the very finals – and no, the, the the thing, and, and then just get squashed. I and know then it's, lose. it's like it's like they they want to look like a, like that. Like NXT wants to look like like a, a asshole by doing that by you know put them in the finals and let them let them lose to uh, yeah. And even after Kushida's endorsement, like Kushida's like you win. I was like you have to win now. Like like they made this what the they hell, made this whole tournament for Kushida. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Kushida was the golden boy of this whole tournament, and then you let him win. You, you let you let Drake Maverick win. I'm like if you don't, and Kushida even gave you the the hey good job, you're going to win this. Go for it. If you don't let Drake Maverick win now, they're just so many levels of, of buttholeness. Um, SmackDown, what 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 stood out to you? The tastelessness of the opening segment. Yeah. And I know Matt Hardy commented on it and said that this is why he's very happy to be working for Tony Khan. <laughs> um, no, he did. You know what I'm saying? And Tony Khan was like, your leadership. Like, I and watch Dynamite yet. And he was talking about your leadership, everything you do for everybody. Like you are one of our best acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Dynamite and, and what Matt Hardy did for the guy that was hurt in private party. I'm like, this is why Tony Khan said that. But I just think it's really, I, I know that they say they have to sign off on the segment, but I don't know why Jeff Hardy would sign off on that. That made him look so bad. Yeah, it did. It did. And it was like, I guess I don't know. Someone must have and he sold and he it to looked him. really and he actually Jimmy looked like he didn't know what was going on. Like, like did you just give him a couple of beers so he could sell? I don't know. It's just it made it it made a, a pit in my stomach and I like I fast forwarded through it. My kids were like, "Why are we fast forwarding?" I'm like, "We don't need to see this." And I just fast forward. It wasn't yeah. the whole fast forwarding because Shayna Baszler said something mean about moms. Like that was really. To me, again, I'm just one person, but to me, it was tasteless. I did yeah. not like that at all. Yeah. And then they would re-show what happened. I'm like, why? I don't know. This is, uh, and I mean, like CM Punk made fun of him for drinking, but it wasn't tasteless like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then even CM Punk being straight edge, they had, uh, what was it? Uh, Christian or whatever it was. It's like, oh no, it was AJ. It was, uh, it was, I forget who it was. But they were like, you're going to drink. I'm going to make sure you drink. And he never, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that wasn't even tasteless, but this just seemed like it was in like the vein of just like, Oh, your brother's doing so well in AEW, So we're going to punish you and yeah. we're going to make funny for being, you know, well, here's your demon. Let's just exploit it. And I didn't like it. I thought it, I, I did not like what they did. The best thing I liked about SmackDown is that Matt, Matt Riddle's going there. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Um, <laughs> man, that-, that was the other thing I didn't talk about. Like he was like, I, I've seen people lose a tooth, but man, like Timothy Thatcher did not block Matt Riddle's kick. No, he and didn't. He spit out, and he spit chickless out. <laughs> it looked like a hockey I'll... game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, dear God, because he even went to do that kick again, and he stopped him to throw the punch. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, Matt Riddle, I'm very happy about him going there. The only thing that stood out to me was the good, like they did honor. Sasha Banks honored and the New Day honored the two different people. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, that was. Um, 
But their little segment of where's your title, the Sasha Banks just made me laugh. I thought that was really good. They had a really good segment there. It's funny. They had a moment of bliss. Yeah. It was really good. Hey, so uh, we're going to do this next week. Earl, thanks for being yes. a part of the show. Uh, yeah, hey, we, I yeah, appreciate you guys. You have any shout outs for anybody? Um, just you and the Bigfoot Club. Thank you for giving me the chance to talk wrestling with you at least. Absolutely. I always enjoy talking wrestling. Um, and just a shout out to my wife and kids. I mean, my wife gives me the time on Saturdays to do this and, and my kids love watching wrestling. So I felt like I was getting us a little bit closer together more than we already were. So right on, man. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. All right. Night. I must bid you adieu, and so, goodbye, <laughs> and good night, bang! <laughs>